Shrek is a really bad movie. Says our opener. Everybody, welcome to Dialogue fuck? Choices Podcast. How you doing? How do boys? you dial nine one one? I'm so tired. <laughs> uh, Sleep has Keith very little today. Yeah, no, it's not great. It's just like, what if not that? I'm what not. If, what if? I had a good streak for like a couple of months where my new pillow setup was like a life changer, and now I've had for the last few weeks it's been like back to being like. It's a bit of a gamble every night. And last night was like, what if three hours? Fuck you. <laughs> Oof. And so it's just, I'm just hanging out, recording this podcast. And then I'm just going to go right back to doing fuck all for the rest of the day. That doesn't seem mm. right. I feel like, I, I feel like there's probably something more wrong there. I'm sure. I can't wait to find out. I, I took melatonin. <laughs> taking and drugs like, now what's wrong with you and it was like whatever fuck you you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna sit here for too long awake after you take the melatonin and you're also gonna wake up too soon and then just stay awake <laughs> it's like I've no never, why i don't think i've ever had melatonin work for me oh it oh my god when i first discovered it it would it would just delete me <laughs> like i would just take it and then 10 minutes later i would it was nine hours later <laughs> Jesus. my god That's i would a... oversleep when i took melatonin and i'm like holy shit and then it's like i'd be rested but i'd have to like recover from being asleep for like the first hour like oh, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be like am, i'd be like am i still tired it's like i had to like cook breakfast and and drink coffee and then suddenly like okay yeah no i'm fine i'm good just gotta just gotta just shake catch, that shit catch off. my feet here because all of a sudden That's not tired. The... That's, and that's i try what to take a, when you... i try to take a long time before having it again too but uh sometimes it just doesn't work anyway and it's like what yeah. but, come on man i haven't even had it for like two weeks can you please work tonight that's <laughs> the, things uh, are clearly that's like, going wrong already that's what happens when you're sedated uh because i used to take sedatives and those uh like you would wake up um as if like you were just kidnapped or something you're like what what happened where am i what did time <laughs> go by and you like look you like, i guess me. time went by <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, I don't, I really hate the feeling of falling asleep on, uh, well, at least on sedatives. I don't know what melatonin's like, but I hate you, the... You you know what it feels like to fall asleep? Uh... Well, in, without I, sedatives, I mean, you do, right? That feeling of, like... like I, I guess uh, I know nodding off when you're struggling not to... Yeah, you're trying, yeah, like... You're trying to read or whatever, and you're like, no, stop, stay awake. But, yeah, uh, sort of like which that. But paradoxically, a... if I'm doing that and then I lay down, I can't sleep. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, God, that is, there's, yeah. There's a That's very true. I find I find like a good a good help for me to when I'm feeling like that, where I can't fall asleep because my like I, I feel tired, I lay down, my brain's like, haha, surprise, I'm gonna do arithmetic. And you're like, okay, okay, no, not like now. Let's do that no, tomorrow. Arithmetic um, is good. Because you get that's how I fall asleep listening to stuff, and I'm like, how? Oh, I can't do that. It's how do you do I, that? Yeah, I I've can't tried fall like asleep. firing up like, like something dry, like not like fucking H bomber guy. There's an explosion joke every ten minutes or whatever, but like yeah, it's just a nice chill Lindsay Alice talking about like I don't know a play that I barely care about, and I'm just gonna like sit here and I'm gonna fall asleep like people always say they do to like let's plays and things. And then I just don't, and I'm like, this isn't working, and the video is going to be over <laughs> soon, and that's a long no, video. <laughs> Fuck you, you need God to be, damn it. What you need to tricks? be slightly engaged, but not engaged enough. 
I, f- yeah. I find that I need, um, I, need to, I need to get an addiction to like reality TV that's fucking has infinite content, oh. but is I don't care about missing things on. I need to get into the, the great British British British, British. Bake, bake Off. <laughs> I turned turn, oh, no, it from gonna... British Bake Off to British Break Off. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. It sounds like it's a biscotti, a biscotti uh, reality Risk. show. Biscotti. My dad knows. <laughs> My dad. Yeah. For me, it's the Doku solving videos. It's just like I don't fall asleep. I just no, not off. Like, because I'm paying attention and I'm like, I'm seeing some things and be like, oh man, this. Uh, I'm amazed by how much I want to fall asleep when I don't when I don't want to fall asleep. But then, like, having a comfy a comfy chair is is really good for that. But it's yeah. in bed. I can't do that because I I can't. Dude, when, like I live in a fucking computer chair, and if I go to my bed. My bed, there's like no, there's no TV or anything near my bed. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's just on its own. And so there's no like, there's no like comfortable multitasking situation. It's always a computer chair. So when I go downstairs to watch a movie on the TV in the rare windows where nobody's like fucking playing video games in that room or making noise or other shit that makes it agony <laughs> to try to watch any like a movie or something. Uh that fucking couch is so fucking comfortable, and I'm not used to being that comfortable anymore because I, li- I just have a fucking computer chair. I, I yeah, definite fucking incentives to have an apartment at some point instead of renting a room. Why? So you could have a comfortable chair? Just buy a comfortable yeah. chair. No, I mean so I can have like a a sofa and TV situation, like a room uh, like that, instead of you need. I just need watch to have and a read sofa. everything on my computer. You need to have a sofa at your computer. That's the dream. But then what do I do when I need to do VR or like anything you, else? Oh yeah, that's a that's a, that's a nightmare then. You do <laughs> other dreams anymore. Gross. Or like when I want to or when it's time to like record like videos or something like like yeah. live action. Like a couch is such an obstacle to add to mm-hmm. my room. Also, I don't think that couches are particularly good for your posture. So working well, at a couch probably is bad for your back. I don't think there's Those a lot of things that are good for your posture. posture. <laughs> Sorry? Keith? I ref- I refuse to sit in chairs correctly. <laughs> oh no. Don't do and that. You've seen it's this bad. shit for years, he yeah. knows. <laughs> bad for I your am, back. I'm very aware. No. My spine's <laughs> no. broken and stupid. I mean, it is bad for your back. You just don't care that it's bad for your back. I I you know what's way less comfortable sitting right. <laughs> no, it no, isn't. It's you gotta, definitely not. You got you to fucking work out. You got to like focus on like you got to like get your posture <laughs> all straight and like like fucking arch your back or whatever the fuck and then like oh no hold that's it not for, you're trying to like figure out whatever the fucking like right spine alignment is that you have to let them have to work those muscles by just like staying there for hours. It's <laughs> like because I've never sat of, right. I, it's like physically uncomfortable. There's a lot of myths for uh, for sitting right. Like, the sitting up is it, you don't sit up for sitting right. Like you're not supposed to be like your belly like forward or whatever. Like that's that's not good. Posture. Yeah. Uh, what my feet are is... higher than my shoulders. What? Higher than my, my feet are currently higher than my shoulders the way I'm sitting. What? That's not how. Well, how? What? <laughs> what? Don't think about it. Just let it happen. Are you upside down? No. That's not. That's no, not well, I'm leaning. Works. I'm leaning against my uh, my armrest of my computer chair, which is digging into my ribs. Uh, and then one foot, my right foot is on the left corner of my computer desk, 
and my left foot is on top of my Xbox One, which is on top of my dresser. <laughs> um, you sure make this sound appealing. I am recording this podcast horizontally, and that is not no, just because I'm tired. That's like most it, of Monster Prom. <laughs> no wonder I, you you think the couch is comfy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I, sure it is comfy, uh, but I, I, dude, there's anything. a deep side. There's a deep side where you can't even put your legs over the edge when your back's against the back. You just have to lay on it, and you have to like yeah, that's cool. Fold up your legs or something, and it's like yes, that's cool. I like those. There's though. a deep side. <laughs> it's just like it. It just sounds honestly like you're. You, if you sat in a chair right, you'd probably enjoy it. Or you got when a chair Stephanie's that actually... not here, I sit in both chairs. Why? Just get my a legs... bigger chair. I bend my legs under me, and then they go onto the other chair. <laughs> I, I literally sit cross like it in I, my I, chair. I like rock back and forth, like between the two chairs, like a caterpillar. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> like both of them are turning in opposite directions every time. Like because I'll 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 bend I'll bend my knees, so I'll be going in and out, which makes both chairs turn in opposite directions, both in both orientations and so on, because of that how torque works or whatever the word is. <laughs> I'm very... I actually don't know how why it does that. I'm very concerned about it's because your knees bent and so you're <laughs> no it rotate like sit, sitting on top of a chair rotated in a particular direction and i don't know why oh i just mean like when i bend my knees like when my feet go oh. towards my ass that means that the seat i'm in is turning left and the seat that my uh, oh, right, feet are right. in is turning right and then vice versa when i like stretch back out and then they're just rocking mm -hmm. back this all leads to the additional topic, which is that, like, I'm just like, I just need to get an assessment about ADHD. <laughs> I just need to fucking find out. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, boy, I've been internet. thinking about that. I, the I internet's keep thinking, so I, ready. I, yeah. I think about it a lot, kind of but I've been thinking issue. about it more for the last few days. Because <laughs> the, uh, I, yeah. Uh, was it there's a tweet that says it's from Rachel Morgan Trimmer, who I don't know, but it's you know, tweet Twitter just algorithmically shows things for that other people liked at you. <clears throat> and I get a lot of ADHD tweets. I cannot imagine why. <laughs> they have every data point on me. <laughs> but it's like I had a meeting with someone to assess if they might have ADHD. She missed the appointment, apologized three times, then overexplained when we finally met. So that was easy. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, great. Overexplaining's on the list, too? That's, uh, all right. <laughs> the number of times I've, like, felt the weird need to say another thing about the thing I'm explaining, and then I immediately regret that sentence because I'm like, it's either they don't give a shit, and I know they don't give a shit, so it was pointless to say more, or it's like, no, they get it. Why did you say another sentence about the thing? <laughs> cool. Let's add, add that to the list. It's like it I just sounds like edit. overthinking. That's I mean, yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I, I wonder if it has to do with as well with the recognition of of that, like the, the double, yeah, the double thinking. I don't know. I fucking I, I hate the entire list of ADHD symptoms because of the fact that I'm like, but isn't that just normal? <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's like. I can... And I think, and I and sound out, sound off in the fucking comments. I want to hear from the guy that's like, Please, "Oh yeah, I hear all the ADHD symptoms. Fucking can't relate." Because <laughs> who I'm is here. that? I've never I'm heard here. of that person. I'm here. No, you're not real. No, you <laughs> wow. Real. You're gonna validate his entire existence <laughs> like that. Of the podcast. One, one feral swoop. <laughs> yeah. No, no seriously, a, like 
I, I was chronically I'm, I'm, late to every day of every job I've had. What? Like, it, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I got I got pulled in at Best Buy, and they're like, "Wait, so you've been late uh, every day?" <laughs> Damn, and they're like, really lenient. I was late one day, and they fired me. Like, what the and, fuck? And I, po- got... and I pointed out that technically you can't sign in until after your shift starts, so you can't really be on time. Bro, <laughs> what is what is late to them? Then that means like you were yeah. there five, ten minutes late, like. But but I but I definitely was like I mean on that part I, I told myself it was because I hated my job which was true so it's like of course I would leave like at the last minute before when I the time it would theoretically take me to get there and of course I'd always be like five minutes late as a result because that's not yeah. how time ever actually works uh, and I was late plenty to my uh, to my job at the water gate what the water gate <laughs> my job at, at the water board uh and i would just like kind of like hunch down and just kind of like scurry through the halls of cubicles and hope nobody noticed because i don't think anyone really noticed when i was there not mostly because i didn't work with anybody it's a it's also mm. a state job no one really pays attention yeah well i can i can definitely say that uh i i i mean i'm not a physician or whatever need the doctor is for for that but i look at the lists and i look at the at people in, in the, and i mean all the power to anybody that that uh, finally gets diagnosed and all that but i can't relate it's not <laughs> uh, i i'm 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 at least in that regard i'm neurotypical so at this point i'm like yeah. what if i like it would be helpful <laughs> if it if it if, if this was a thing and it like especially especially if you can get you know i mean obviously being uh, diagnosed uh, and treated believe- for anything is helpful but i'm just like yeah yeah like, what if suddenly I can, like, just churn those scripts out? Like, suddenly it's like, oh, wow, I, look at me go. <laughs> I think you're gravely overestimating the power of, uh, of no. controlled ADHD. It's more of just, hey, cool, now I don't feel like my entire life is uh, playing catch-up. Like, it's, yeah. it's like that thing in DDR where you miss one of the one of the, uh, <laughs> the lines, and you, like, start struggling to try to get to that line, even though yeah. it's already passed and you can't hit it you again. You have to train but your yourself like, in DDR and Rock yeah. Band to, like, intentionally skip a note so that you can just at least hit the next one and actually get that's, back on track. That is literally but all ADHD. But instead, you uh, can just end up chasing them all. Yeah, that's literally all ADHD is, learning how to do that. Yeah. If you can learn how to not focus on the skipped note, you'll be solid. But like that is why there's so much struggle is because it just turns into a it's like a, a downhill uh, tumble like you fall once. And instead of like catching yourself, you do a thing where you're like, OK, but if I throw myself up, then I can do a, uh, like a spin and then land on my feet, I'll be fine. And you just tumble further down and you're like, oh, fuck, that didn't go anywhere I planned. Like you just yeah. you have to like, yeah, you just have to know when to just give up where you're like, I, I this this is fucked. I can't fix it okay next like <laughs> what's frustrating for me is that the entire list sounds like incredibly relatable things but there's just the vague implication of like severity yeah that, Cause that's well, yeah. basically because that's what actually being uh neurodivergent is is just it's not like a lot of it isn't stuff like oh here's a unique trait that only you have it's like here's a trait that is kind of latent in everybody and you're and that's why they t- they specifically say like neurotypical and neurodivergent as a more accurate term is because you're just like you're just in a different part of the curve essentially yeah yeah and that's the behavior that's the thing is like yeah i i don't have uh for me it's not a problem it's not problematic for me 
to, to have ADHD. It's more of just like I can manage it really well, but only uh, but I, I also do sometimes struggle with this, the note skipping. Like there will be times where I yeah. just like focus way too heavily on that and then it turns into a, a big problem for me. But does it fuck you up when you have like plans and like a thing that is like you like plan out your yeah. day and you're like, I think I know what's going to happen today. And then someone walks in and it's like, OK, this is happening. And you're like, you just stare dumbfounded for a moment at them. Like, it's like, fuck, like what? <laughs> I need to like recalculate literally everything about what I think well, is going to happen today and maybe this week. <laughs> that's why I mean, like, that's why uh, uh, it's kind of I guess it's not as knowledgeable for other people, but that's like why. Uh, the garage was set up the way it was and that's why i never left or did anything is because it would pan like i would panic <laughs> if i missed something or like someone showed up unexpectedly and now i'm committed to these plans and it's like it was just so much easier to to have this mentality of like well if someone wants to hang out with me they just have to come to me because like yeah. i can't leave because if someone shows up then i'm trapped but the uh but yeah it's it's it is like a lot of it is just acknowledging uh like you know it's like taking risks it's like gambling you have to say like okay i can i can technically do two things at once but i need to be <laughs> sure that if like if so much as the plate wobbles while i'm spinning it i set the plate down do not commit to like trying to balance two wobbling plates because you'll fuck it up and i do that at work all the time where i'll be helping a customer it's like okay i can I think I can do another thing while they're talking because I don't need to listen to them because they're just saying stuff to make themselves feel better. Um, <laughs> like when people like, and here's a lot why of times, it's okay that I was wrong about the thing. Yeah, but it's mostly people like people will try to explain to me a problem and I like I I immediately know what the problem is. I go, oh, okay, yeah, I know what the problem is, and they go, okay, so it does this thing. I'm like, all right, you know what? You just want to explain it because you want to feel better, like thinking you knew what was going on, like you've done some kind of mathematical research into the problem and you can give me some insight i don't need it you're you're i already know what the what the problem and the solution is but go ahead and talk because i'll do other things while you're doing that it leads to you and, like shortcutting your social interactions yes exactly and so i well, i just let them talk and not listen to them and then i can just focus on doing another task and then come back and be like exactly so that's this is what we're going to do to fix that and then that's it it solves the problem but there will be times where I'm like, I'll always half listen to make sure that they like haven't said anything that upsets me, like something like, and yeah. that's why I deleted my system 32 folder. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, but uh, so every t some every so often I'll be in the middle of doing something, I'll hear someone say something, and I go like, oh no 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 no, don't like no don't follow that train of thought. Like it's someone saying like, yeah, and so I figured that's why right now I'm gonna restart the computer. It's like no 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 don't do that. <laughs> like, and so there'll be this time where I have to like like whatever i'm doing i have to like hope that it's not something i need to press send or commit to because i can't i have to like full eject out of that and go back into the other thing and be like okay don't do anything i'm right here let's get it started um but uh but there are, you know, obviously there are things you can't do that with there's a lot of yeah. situations in life that you can't just eject out of one thing and go and focus <laughs> on the other and so that's like that is where you take the risk management like social interactions obviously you can't text someone and talk at the same time because if someone goes like and yeah don't you agree and you're like oh shit uh you know <laughs> what? like you have to <laughs> yeah you have to like yeah you have to commit to one or the other but there are some things you can multitask and that's like i think managed adhd is that is like being able to recognize the things that you can multitask without taking uh without the risk of it collapsing on you and you know like okay i can do this do and if it does collapse no i don't i don't take any medication um 
I don't, it doesn't. But you and Bird I, are like polar opposites there. Yeah. Well, for me, it just like the medication doesn't, it only makes things like, cause so I have, uh, a lot of it is just like, I feel more, it's like with caffeine, like caffeine doesn't do well for me cause it makes me feel like twitchy and agitated. And, yeah. uh, and so like most of the medication I end up taking, uh, tends to make me either feel like that or like way too hyper. Like it makes me way too hyperactive and I don't like that. I don't like to, yeah. I don't want to bounce Bird off make, walls. Bird makes me nervous because sometimes we have streams where he's like, yeah, I didn't get didn't take my third dose today and I'm shutting down. I'm going to need <laughs> to lay down now. Like he's just out and I'm like, uh, that's yeah, alarming that, to have that like that like thing running you to some extent. That's a weird concept. That is a yeah, that's a know. big factor in why I don't like medic. I've never liked medication. It's just I don't like the idea of yeah. being like owned by a pill. Yeah, I don't take and... any medications for anything. No, that's not true. Took melatonin, drug user. Yeah, well, that's, here, dude. yeah. I don't have any kind of like consistent yeah. prescription thing that happens. Yeah, I'll, I'll try medical. to take. I'll try to hold off on melatonin two weeks at a time to hope that it's like an emergency escape button, and uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll take aspirin if you want to fucking go there. <laughs> uh, uh, ibuprofen, <laughs> yeah, taking too much ibuprofen is problematic if uh, if you're prone to like headaches or something. But uh, no. Nah. I don't but think I've ever ones. had a migraine in my life. Yeah, no, you would you definitely know if you had a think, migraine. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I understand what what a migraine is. <laughs> a, a migraine is like someone it seems like a problem. Yeah, migraines are really yeah. tough. Um it's like it's like watching someone being stabbed, but no one's stabbing them. And you're like, what is yeah. happening? Are you okay? And they're just like basically on the ground, sitting in the dark, going like, okay, look. I will talk to you, but only if you whisper to me and don't make eye contact. Like, oh, fuck, all right. Yep. Like, I I don't know. Migraines look brutal. Like, my mom had them all the time, and it was just, it was so weird. To, like, she would just come home and be like, I'm going to go sit in the bedroom for a bit. If you need me, just text me, please. I can't talk to people. And it's like, okay. But yep. she just to, like, sit there in the dark and, like, basically not do anything. Just lay in the bed in the dark it waiting shuts for you it to go for away. A while yeah it's mm -hmm. just it's brutal i feel so bad like that's i don't know i <laughs> like you can't get rid of your brain you know like, yeah. it's not like an organ like oh man my pancreas hurts just rip it out then but like you can't just rip your fucking noggin out and it's the thing that's painfully hurting you all day like just what the fuck I've, I've just been i've just been thinking my way through the list of stuff and just like all those times where it's like wow there's like literally classes that i only passed because i put way more extra time into trying to force myself through the textbook because i literally could not pay attention to a single lecture in the entire semester and i'm like is it just boring in like the normal way where everyone's in agony right now or am i just like is it me specifically is 80 like is there like a reason why i didn't get through fucking uh fucking programming like it just i just shut down no, in the third semester and fla no, failed out of the entire class that's definitely just normal Pro yeah. people often approach programming in a more like big yawn but if you can keep it going long enough you may graduate kind of way yeah <laughs> and then and like obviously i'm like i'm like fucking infamous for interrupting uh to the point where I basically am only ever getting a handle on it because I actively fight it because I've been shamed enough times because <laughs> like people get so mad at me for 
interrupting so often like the comments do and to the point where i've been called a misogynist multiple times whenever it happens in videos with women and then i'm like have you not what? paid attention to all the other videos <laughs> like, what come on oh, like if you're playing with stephanie or something yeah oh okay okay i was like wait what what are you doing? like yeah like whenever there's a video where i talk over a woman it's like it's, it's suddenly because i'm a misogynist i'm like i don't know if you understand how often i fucking i fuck this up with everybody like yeah. i think you're fixating a bit on that i I, uh, I end up doing well, that just because i panic about forgetting what i'm gonna say like yes. I have a problem where I'll just forget. You're like, you gotta get it in, yeah. and like, the topic's gonna keep moving, and then it won't fit anymore. Yeah, bro, I think you might have ADD. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to armchair diagnose you, but I'm, I feel no, like we've got some I mean, I'm doing uh, similarities it to here. Right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like, fucking, like, one of the things I learned is, because uh, I like reading, I love reading, I love reading, but oh, it's a giant fucking, it's a giant fucking page of text, and it's like, yeah small usually because you probably got a paperback i love hard. i like hardcovers uh i got the uh i got the fucking like you have bad vision edition of uh orange is the new black that has like it's just like a plus size print version and i'm like oh this is so much easier to read and it's like i, I don't think it's dyslexia i think it's like literally like you go faster <laughs> like I, like i like whenever i get a digital copy of a book on kindle i make the text way bigger and then i get to press the page turn button faster and like like I noticed that like we're playing Monster Prom and I and I mentioned like this is some of the most fun to read and it's also it's like obviously the writing, but also like it's like the rapid fire visual novel format and like I I loved reading Night in the Woods where it was like fucking like eight word sentences at a time go 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 press A press A press A and so out of curiosity I was like instead of doing my reading tonight of The Witcher I'm gonna like go on itch.io and download some free visual novels and stuff. And I just was going for hours and I'm just like, oh, fuck, like reading it like one sentence at a time and then just pressing A to continue and like and endlessly making progress completely destroys the part where you're like, oh, fuck this thought. Let's think about this thought for a while. Fuck, where was I? Let's reread this page because <laughs> you're just always yeah. going forward and you just keep progressing like fucking Disco Elysium and it's Twitter formatted dialogue window. And it's like, yes. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, that there's uh I don't know if that's ADD, but I think that's uh that's just a more I don't know what what would you call it more I don't uh, know. a more delectable way to uh, read. It's such a good way to deliver text cuz you just yeah. you're like line, you're just constantly line breaking <laughs> and you keep scrolling and you just go and you just leave the text behind and it's like and it's yeah, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like I've said like I get so mad at the diagnosis list for ADHD because all of it sounds like also just yep. normal-ish things about attention and boredom and so on i don't Can know i uh but i it's I, my eyes aren't necessarily the best eyes but i do enjoy reading books with tiny fonts because there's so much text in a single page Why? and like i can what read the, the same page for what is wrong i what love is wrong a with chapter. you I love it when a chapter is like four or five pages and I'm like sitting there for half an hour Ugh. reading, not half an hour, but you know what I mean? Because it's good because I like, I like knowing that like when I'm reading and I'm going the down fuck? the paragraphs and whatever, it's... I like knowing that I can just look up and see the previous paragraphs and what I read and it's, it's just lovely. I love it. This is the it's most the dialogue choice I've ever seen. It's like Jesus, the idea yes. that you fucking... What the fuck? Is that what, <laughs> is that what people are like? What the I fuck? like it. I, is that I mean, normal? Yeah. What the fuck? I cannot imagine what <laughs> is that. Maybe I do have ADHD. Sounds Jesus awful. 
No, I fell down the fucking rabbit hole of being like, I want to buy all of this literature that I want to get through one day. Let's get, uh... It's like I wanted to get through Lovecraft, I wanted to get through Sherlock Holmes, I wanted to get through uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Those are like the first examples that come to mind because those all are things you can get in like a giant compilation mega book. Yeah. And you learn yeah. real fast like, oh, that's intimidating that this is a billion pages so you can't like finish the book and put it down and start the next one and feel like a milestone's happening. But also that text is fucking tiny to make that work it's like reading a dictionary and i'm like what yeah. have i done i'm never <laughs> reading these i literally I, gave up and yeah. like i think i bought the lovecraft compilation for one dollar on my kindle or something and it's like here we go big text time let's go and i read color of space for research for annihilation on that i think i i think i read the original lord of the rings in a big like a literal just here's all three books in one <laughs> book and it was upsettingly big and i remember like I got through the first book and I was like, oh, oh, that's just the first book. There's still more. And it's like you, you look at it, you like, you know, you take like, you get to that page and you, look, you take a step back from the book. And you're like, oh my fucking, there's so much more here. How? Like, how did you do this? Uh, whereas like you look at, I, yeah, it's like it for like, I'll read, I'll read like 15 volumes of a manga. And then when you stack them on top of each other, suddenly you're like, oh my God, did I just yeah. read like a fucking like I read literally every Dude, Harry my... Potter book stacked on top of each other's size yes. amount of content in like just thirty minutes somehow. I'm like, what did I just? How did I do that? And like, what is happening? Harry Potter is a good point too. Like, that's a good example because like that's like how a lot of people got into reading and and so on too. And it's like like eventually I would like choke my way through trying to get through all the fucking necroscope and stuff like that in its normal paperbacks and like kind of having the wandering and so on and. And like book is like, but I like reading. I like these stories, and I'm gonna make it eventually. But fucking like Harry Potter with its giant fucking hardcover books that are like double spaced and shit. <laughs> like like they fucking like uh, even when I read the the scripts for the Beast movies before the second one came came out, and it was so awful. It was like these are such a fucking quick read because it's a fucking script. It's like there's so a little text per page because it's like you've seen how scripts are formatted like a yeah. screenplay. Like it's so, you just that that's a 50 page book being sold as a 250 page book. Like they're tricking you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like and it's like I wonder if that on ramping was made possible in some I don't know. It's then you get to hear I fun things like how like when you try to get diagnosed uh, get a diagnosis you you often have to be more sure of yourself than the physician uh, not the physician the uh, psychiatrist is because they'll like actively resist uh any kind of confirmation and that the entire process for applying is supposedly like this thing that actively is like hey here's a checklist of all the things that would basically self-select adhd people out of following through a process <laughs> it's like oh it's the, it's the process for getting diagnosed with adhd this seems like a problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've gotten multiple fix it tickets uh because i <laughs> i've gotten multiple fix it tickets because i will get my registration sticker and then it'll just sit there on my counter oh my god and all i all i have to do is take it downstairs unscrew my license plate cover and put it on and put it on the fucking license plate <laughs> you want to hear one better Thankfully, a fix-it ticket's only like twenty dollars. It's like a hundred and fifty dollars, but then you show that you fixed it, and they're like, "Okay, twenty. Yeah, but like, I, fuck, it's it's been like three times. What I think. is what is this thing that you're referring to? Fix-it tickets. Uh, so we, get a, the, oh, we have to pay an annual are, registration yeah. for our car, mm -hmm. and then you get a little sticker on your license plate that you put there to show that it's there, 
and mm-hmm. uh, the cops will the cops will write you a ticket and put it on your uh, windshield if you uh, don't take care of it. Like, cause it's really obvious. It just says the year, and also they're color coded, so the color changes yeah, every yeah. year, so they can really spot them. Uh, mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll just, my car will just be in the driveway or on the sidewalk, and then suddenly there's just a ticket there because the cops just drove through the neighborhood and got me. Uh, and then you have to like go get your registration paid or and get your sticker, uh, or in my case, just remember to use the sticker, <laughs> and then go to the base, then basically just go to the police station or something and like be like, yeah, see, I did the thing. Uh, can I get my 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 uh, my fee reduced to? Oh, I and see. It you goes do down it to like the twenty dollars or whatever. Right, yeah. right, right. And, yeah. you, and then you can just you, you just you can just pay them cash like at the station to take care of the uh, the ticket, which never stops being a three digit nightmare. Here in Portugal, we had a similar system for a while, and now, uh, I think last five years we it's all like ticketless, or rather, this you know the little thing that you put on your windshield. Um, we don't use that anymore, but it used to be the same system. Now it's all computers. Basically, yeah. if you don't if you don't pay. You have an APV on your car or something. <laughs> oh my god! But Andrew, were you saying you didn't do? You were multiple years behind. I'm still behind. I haven't. I haven't renewed it since 2018. <laughs> You're driving with an illegal car. Uh, yeah. Actually, technically, my car is no longer valid because I haven't gotten it renewed. Uh, have you never? So you've time. never paid your registration? Nope. I just, I, just I got it to and do the sticker. I, yeah, I just got it and I forgot to pay it, and then I was like, oh, it's been like a year. Oops, and then. Uh, and it was like, oh, I guess, oh. well, it's been two years now. I'll just wait. And now I'm like at the point where I'm almost, the cycle's almost come anew. And the ticket, the color I have is about to be the new color. So I won't have to need it for a whole year. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I tried fixing it, but it turns out that COVID like wiped out that department. So they don't <laughs> have time to, they don't have time to get to people but now. Hopefully, hopefully um, not in the real wiping out type of wiping I mean, out. Like, in, yeah, and the real wiping out. They don't have enough staff. Like they're they're understaffed in that department. Um, I hate interacting yeah, but, with like every government like process. I will literally it's rough. Put it off yeah. until the last possible minute, which is just makes it worse. They, yeah, it's they don't, worse than the it, dentist. It, it, it I pay quarterly taxes estimated because I'm self employed, but uh, for some reason I'll do them the day they're due, and then I often forget and do them the day later, and then they don't seem to to get me for it. But <laughs> it's like I know the amounts and I can do it. At any time leading up to that date, which is sitting on my calendar, but I'll be like, okay, I got to pay my quarterly taxes tomorrow. And then I'll remember three days later that I didn't. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's ADHD because I am the same way. So that's, well, that's the, that's the problem. But is every, one of so them, many yeah. of the things are just life people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like people just get is... bored in class, right? That's yeah. every movie about class. The weirdo, the fucking weirdo nerd that I that I supposedly was like that's they they're all into class. <laughs> well, I think everyone varies class. from class to class, right? Uh, I don't there's know. Like, I was like a, rough I classes was and, and up, good classes. So I wasn't really into class. For me, it very it, I I only got bored if the professor had a particularly bad the uh, voice, or I say bad, but like yeah. you know, I had professors that I just could not stay awake, and like I would not, I would I would sleep. I just, uh, I couldn't. Yeah, I mean, I only the graduated because I cheated. If not for that, I would have not graduated school. So, mm, like, gla- cl- fucking history is a struggle. What a I mean, nightmare. I for a lot of people, uh, I follow along and, like, do it and, like, think through the process. And then I could get weirdly engaged in math of all things, the most wow. supposedly boring class. Yeah, like, it must be nice. I didn't grade it. 
I did great at math all the way through, but fucking like history and stuff. I'm like, oh god, it's like literature, <laughs> but boring. <laughs> oh, how you could get through fucking math? That's I majored in history. I loved, always loved history, but it does depend on the professor as well. I, mean, I fucking love geometry. What the fuck? Great. You get to use a ruler and you have a pencil. Shapes. Let me. I want to calculate areas. <laughs> Give yeah. me complex, weird, fucking Googlethorpe shape fuckery, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. It was fun, I, like piecing it together and shit. I, I, I started. They started losing me when they go when we got to integrals, and I'm like, okay, this is very abstract, and I can't. If I can't actively follow along, then it's really hard to pay any attention. I never got that far. I haven't had Art a, classes. A math good class. programming classes. Bad. I haven't had a maths class since I was 14, so... I'm wow. proud somebody spent, finishes his classes. I've spent the, f the last 20 years not having had math classes. God damn. I, although I, I do web development, so I need to know some things every once in a while. I, no, I had don't. to figure out by myself... I, yeah, in archaeology. But oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> right, yeah. archaeology and geology. That's, the, that's our weird backgrounds that in archaeology. don't much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you so building websites for dinosaur bones? What the hell are you doing? Web design? <laughs> no, no, no yeah, that's no. paleo. Archaeology. That's not archaeology. Yeah, paleontology is paleontology, paleontology is dinosaurs. Oh, sorry. Are you making websites for lost civilizations? Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, Weirdly uh, enough, paleontology is part of the geology major, not the uh, not the humanities majors or whatever. Yeah, because it's so old. Like, you need that's, to know yeah. the rocks before you get to the. It's in bones. the rock layers and shit. Yeah, you I, need to know I the fucking, rocks. <laughs> I got I, I got away with shit in that class. Like I was not supposed to do a paper on what I got to do my paper on, but I either it was too late to t say no before they realized the mistake, or they just didn't give a shit because I definitely did an entire paper on wolves, and it's like that's not paleontology. They're up there. <laughs> that is human history, <laughs> uh, the domestication of wolves into dogs and so on. I'm like that's that's literally human history. That is not paleontology. Everyone else had <laughs> was significantly older numbers on all their shit. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. I had a great time with that one. Keith goes up to the board and be like, "Okay, my presentation on wolves last week." I'm using that at my job more than I am my geology. I'm fucking. That's there's a whole section about in, in the B Stars essay that's I'm determined to keep. <laughs> just about the domestication. To, you used to talk a lot more about about crystals and gems and and yeah. rocks than you do. It just fades the, rapidly. Like I wanted to do I a know, final I episode know. of the Patreon series where I finished every remaining question and I keep not do it, getting around to it, partly because it's not part of my routine and my schedule. So it's like, when do you do this? Just as bonus content. And it's like, that's hard. Uh, but like one of them is like, what is the most complex geology concept you remember or whatever? And I'm like, well, obviously I'm not going to just fucking like spout something out. So even if it is the hardest thing I supposedly remember or whatever, I'm going to like research it or something and be don't sure remember I'm right. But then I don't, you know, ever make it. <laughs> Like so much had, of it fades, like my German and stuff like that. Like in the early yeah. days, people were like, oh my god, he speaks German randomly. It's like, yeah, well, uh, I had taken it five years ago back then, and now it's been like fifteen years. <laughs> and similarly, like I started my solo channel basically in the last month of being a geology major. Basically, uh, mm -hmm. like I was graduating shortly thereafter, and. Uh, yeah, now it's being like, okay, we're coming up on the double digits of years it's been since I studied anything rock related. So 
how much I remember crystal twinning and cleavage planes and original horizontality and basalt columns and all these other bizarre things is like real fading. But the the geometry shit followed through to geology. The same shit happened again, where it's like, which part of this is history, and which parts, which 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 tickles the history brain, and which part tickles the uh, the math brain and the geometry brain, because like every time I had to memorize fucking chemical formulas and numbers and any and like charts and like names and like mineral identification traits, boom, nothing. I would sit there with flashcards for weeks, and it was a fucking fool's errand. And I'm like, in real life. I, I was so mad because I was like, this entire thing that I'm tr working for weeks to memorize, it fits on one piece of paper, which I'm holding right now. I could just take this with me if I did this for a job. <laughs> I could just <laughs> use this. I don't need to memorize this. This is stupid. But fucking In structural geology, like how like the layering of the earth works and how it changes and deforms and how all that shit happens and like talking about oxbow lakes and, and uh, basalt columns and stuff like that. Fucking let's go. That stuff was great in, in my you know in my course uh we actually our, our exams were actually with books we just took the books so the exam would be there's going to be an exam on this subject and they said it specifically what we were going to write about and then we we all we had to do was just bring the books that we thought yeah. were good and uh, what i would do is i would prepare like uh do the research at home and be like, okay, if they ask this specific question, I'll go through these points. If they ask this specific question, I'll go through these points. And just put that in the book. <laughs> so I just, I would consult the book, but I would also have the, the cheat sheet. So, yeah, just everybody goes to exam with the, with the books. And I, that's pretty common in, in um, humanities. But yeah, archaeology is kind of a weird course because there's so much stuff to specialize in and learn that all that I took away was how, or is all that I took away from my course is how to learn from reading books and reading the previous work of other historians and stuff like that. And obviously I got away the, with not studying for so much of my life that I, by the time I got to late college and was gen genuinely had trouble with some classes, I was like, do I know how to study? <laughs> like, do I, do I know how to fix the part where I'm coming up on a final and I don't really understand the class because I've been like in school for like over a decade and I've been fine. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, that's interesting. I know I know how to study. I think. I had an astonishing the... talent for just not getting through a book when my only goal was to get through a book for that day and I just I just got to read these pages and instead I'm just going to fucking stare at a wall. <laughs> that I yeah. That staring at the wall would be an obstacle to getting through a book. Yes. I, although I should have been a better I'm, book. I know, wow. I know what you mean. Why didn't, why didn't the Green Brothers make this book? And also, every time, all of school, <laughs> just all communication of all school elements. Probably because that would be really expensive in time. They're working on it. Oh, Crash course. <laughs> They've been working on it for like a decade now. Crash course yeah, I was is say, fucking Crash prolific. Been out for what is Crash a long Course? Time. That's uh, one of the many, many projects made by Hank Green. Uh, oh. It's Hank Green and John Green. It was originally them doing every lecture, but it was, it's essentially like the democratization of school, essentially, like just trying to get mm -hmm. entire courses taught, in a, at least in a way, uh, via online videos. They're like 10 minutes long as like a series. 
-hmm. it's what PragerU pretends to be because it pretends to be a university, but it's actually like a propaganda machine. But Crash Course mm -hmm. is literally like, yeah, here's our here's our series on on uh, like here's our series on literature where we're going to go through all these all these books, and, we're, and here's our series on uh, on physics and so on. And, and it's like a it's actually like a series of lectures that are written as internet videos and are often shown in classes now. It was originally part of like a PBS grant or something, which is literally like that's the whole point of that kind of grant yeah. is to do that. And then it, and now it's like a Patreon funded uh, ever present project, which is cool. I mean, mm -hmm. I like the. Yeah, I like the idea of a, it's cool. a PBS project or funding going to something neat. They usually come up with really cool stuff. Because uh, I think, uh, I want to say Sesame Street was also PBS funded. Like, it was also a grant that turned into, like, what it is now. So? Um, I think Sesame Street just is on PBS. No, I think I think it started off, though. I think the, like, I think they started the production based on a PBS grant. Something like that, maybe. It's, uh, it's definitely the the premise is to be, like, a children's show on that channel and so on. Specifically, the goal of Sesame Street, I think, was to was to specifically target uh, like educating inner city youths in a way that was like being actively neglected at that point. And that's why it has that kind of setting and approach. Yeah, it's like in New York because that's apparently yeah. the only uh, it's the only still going right? in the United States. Yeah, oh yeah, Sesame Street's still ongoing. Um, that is astonishing. It's, just... it's like. Simpsons old, isn't it? <laughs> like it's older. Uh, it started in when? What? Uh, not Bert. I don't care about Bert specifically. Nineteen sixty nine. Nineteen sixty nine. Nice, nice yeah. dude. Oh my god! Of course, it's, like it's super my old. parents old. Yeah. Well, it was mm -hmm. it was Holy made by Jim Henson, so obviously fuck. he had to have been alive when it was made. Yeah. <laughs> but like, he was alive in the eighties. <laughs> Well, yeah, but in the 80s, what was he doing? Ready for he the was kind 60s. of busy. The beginning of Sesame Street's a lot closer to the Beatles than I expected. <laughs> nice. In fact, it's the uh, same time, right? Weren't they still alive? I was still like going until the early 70s. I don't know. Holy I don't. Shit. Jesus. I did not think those were overlapping timelines. Uh, I Beatles. knew more about this reality. And 4,000 yes. episodes, man. It's, yeah, it lacked, takes... yeah, Beatles was 1960 to 1970, so Sesame Street and them overlapped for a year. I was not ready for that fact. That's crazy. There are more Holy episodes shit. of Sesame Street than One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta follow them arcs, bro. Right? How do you, People complain about One Piece being hard to seasons. catch up with. That's crazy. Uh, Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. I don't want, I've never watched Sesame Street. Really? really? You've never no. watched it at all? No, that's surprising. Actually, I I don't I think, think I, watched, I ever did. Well, I guess I, I technically grew up on be... VHS copies of Ninja Turtles and shit. I don't think I even like had. I think growing up, I didn't even have access to like television, cable, or anything most of the day. Like I was in situations where I had to like just watch things that were like physical, like physical media. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah, I I do know like I. I think I ended up having to watch it like my grandparents had a schedule for me and it was uh, it was usually like so I would get home the moment I'd get home from work I could play like the Super Nintendo for a bit and then they wanted me to take a nap and that's when I had to like sit and watch some kind of educational TV 
So I have to like sit in their bedroom, watch like either uh, what was Eureka's Castle or uh, Sesame Street, and then I'd fall asleep to that because it was boring as shit. And then <laughs> uh, then I'd wake up, and then I'd have to wa- I'd have to like play not I'd play like physical toys. I had to play with physical toys in the living room with my with my grandparents around, and usually it was like my grandfather watching football or my grandmother watching like Jerry Springer, which was great. What a what a very exciting television. Um, but yeah, so I remember seeing like a lot of Sesame Street episodes and being, but I always got like pieces of it. I never watched a full thing so I'd fall asleep. So I have like bits and pieces of it, which is weird. But the, the, the idea you've never seen a single episode you, is crazy. You're missing out on the continuity. Am I though? Because isn't it like, I think, isn't the benefit of Sesame Street that there's like, there is an overarching theme where it's like, oh, we got to learn how to share our rocks. But there's like, (laughs) they're all, uh, but each episode or each episode's made up of a bunch of like micro, uh, what do you you call them? The self contained stories. Like, they'll just be an episode, there'll be like a little segment of Bert and Ernie going to the store and he's like, Right, bird, I don't want you to buy rocks and put them in my bed. And he's like, oh, why not? It's fine. And it's like, not, they have different voices. And things like, oh, I don't know what's wrong with that, Bert. I'm sorry. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, aren't they like self-contained? Like a lot of the skits are self-contained, but they all appeal or they all are about an overarching theme of like the day. So you could technically you'd have, just You'd watch. have to tell me you're the resident. I, I remember i remember specifically <laughs> the like there'd be there'd be a couple of skits about a particular I mean, are you topic. gonna tell me you watch Res- uh accessory street in portugal i did i was i was gonna say ah. we had uh we had uh translated to portugal uh to portuguese the uh like the, i think the live action bits were all portuguese actors but all the rest of the stuff the puppets and and all that would be just dubbed so I watched Sesame Street. There, there were, it was interspersed. I think it's the same in the US. Like there were all these skits and things with songs and with drawings animated and like claymation yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so it's probably the same format. Uh, so I probably watch a bunch of the same, except all in Portuguese, which I'm sure sounds really weird to an American. Uh, that's I mean. neat. I mean, and that's really me. cool to hear that <laughs> Sesame Street is like yeah spreading that far because that's like a uh you think of all the entertainment that americans make and it's like that would be the one you'd probably want people to look at like that's not the that's yeah, not yeah. an embarrassing piece of media that that's great cool i'm glad we're teaching kids around the world what a absolutely i, mean, I uh, that's great i i think a lo- i i uh, <laughs> i watched sesame street for a while i was gonna say and- good old american education system but Sesame Street's probably better than our yeah, education Sesame Street, system. Sesame Street exists because we don't have a good educational system. I think when I was like eight or nine, I started watching Teletubbies a little. And like they were entertaining, but they weren't as cool uh, having things as the Teletubbies Street. teach you any? Is it like edu- no, I've I never seen. So. I, I've just only seen like, like just a horrifying fever dream. Yeah, I think I've only <laughs> yeah. seen the intro of Teletubbies, but I've never seen an episode of it. I've never like sat down and watched a full episode. I remember eight-year-old me sitting sitting down and watching that uh, my first episode, and I was like, "Oh, that was pretty all right." You know what? I that's pretty good. I'm gonna watch it again, and then, and then probably for a few months I watched it. I but then I, I remember that. I remember like Barney. I do remember episodes of Barney because I think my sister used to watch it religiously, 
So I remember like the terrifying, like it was weird because I got while she watched that, I was really into Jurassic Park at the time, and so it was this really great cross section of like me being really involved into like dinosaurs as a real thing. And she's like, I'm watching a show about cartoon dinosaurs. I'm like, dude, that thing would fucking maul those kids. It would not even let them live, <laughs> let alone hug them. It's like, it's great to watch, a, watch like a, a fever, the dinosaur fever that happened. Um, dinosaur fever? <laughs> well, that's what it was. Like that, when Jurassic Park came out, it created this like huge explosion and like people wanted to know about dinosaurs and you like, you could buy books about dinosaurs way easier than you used to be able to. And museums who had giant dinosaur exhibits and it was like just a weird dinosaur craze because one guy was like i like the book i'm gonna make a movie about it (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna make a movie about it yeah she's burning up she has to fight off the dinosaur fever (laughs) i mean look at look (laughs) at uh look what happened after ready player one came out now we have metaverses so (laughs) i'm under the impression steven spielberg is actually just making society worse for us when he makes movies (laughs) Uh, we're tech company announces we've recreated the devil portal from the from the movie don't create the devil portal <laughs> a great tweet i love that tweet just this fucking it hurts it's like literally oh like every universe that has that like lawnmower man shit is like hey it's bad don't do this and like ready player one has the weakest version of that it's not very good at condemning its own thing because it tries to throw a shitty little bow at the end of the whole thing to be like, and that's why the metaverse is bad. But the whole movie was about how the metaverse is good actually. (laughs) And or the whole book is, I never watched the movie. I don't hate myself. Uh, But the, uh, the fucking, I mean, I kind of hate myself. I do like watching (laughs) bad things, but I ready player one makes me angry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I can, if I ever watch the movie, it's, it's literally going to be because I forced myself to watch the movie because I read both books and now I'm going to make a video about it. (laughs) I remember like having, I remember getting the book in like a loot box or something and I just had it sitting on my shelf, but I never read it. But you had like saw it and came and was like, did you read this book? I was like, no, I haven't read it. He's like, it's garbage. (laughs) You really start to lose your shit right around the time you start reading a list and the list keeps going on the next page. (laughs) And you're like, what the fuck? It's just what is the book? The the movie is kind of the same thing. Uh, uh, Like for me, I I wasn't going to watch the movie. I wasn't going to watch the movie, but I did because I knew it was going to have the effect. Well, among other effects, but I, I knew it was going to have the effect that it did have on me. Is because I didn't get any of the references. It It's all just word salad half the time. Yeah, no. The most it, well, Jay Nicholson's most genius video is the one where she, where he just, she just makes uh, Ready Player One for girls, which is just to sit, <laughs> just show how shittily that book is written by just reading real passages from the book but just replacing all of the references with like 80s girl toy references and girl show references. And then it's, mm-hmm. and then like for people that are being, having all their buttons pressed by all the shitty references, uh, suddenly it's like, oh fuck, this is just noise. <laughs> it's just noise <laughs> for pages. And like the yeah. references should have appealed to me. It's like, oh yeah, the fucking, the love interest character that of the person who made the entire universe or whatever uh is she's literally named after kira from dark crystal <laughs> it's like wow it's really really specific uh and an entire planet is about 
2112 by Rush. And like, that's really specific. It's like fucking made for me, except for the part where it's Ready Player One and it's a trash story. And it's just a fucking list of things I like and other things I don't know about at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I got some some references, but, you know, the, the game, the, 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 the movie does some explanations. And obviously there's the more... I just know the movie stuff, has a there's... scene where fucking the Iron Giant fights in a war. And I'm like, that's not what that movie is about. That's not what that character is for. <laughs> that runs directly counter to the entire premise of the Iron Giant. Of the whole thing. Yeah. What the fuck? And I never watched the Iron Giant. I know. It's, I know. Yeah. It's, like... it's up there with watching fucking Space Jam 2 trailers. And they're like, look, it's the Clockwork Orange people in the background. I'm like, fucking why? <laughs> what? Why are they at this basketball game for children? Is, like, is it's that just is, uh, fucking noise. That's everything now. Everything's references. You have to like reference something. I hate else. it. People will be scared mm -hmm. and not know what you're talking about. People call it fan service, but if you were a fan of that property, you would care about the context in which the characters are being yeah. used in the first place. That's why anime like, uses Noctis fan service. Noctis showing in a up in way. Final Fantasy XIV is supposed to matter because you care about Noctis as a character, not just seeing his hair. <laughs> just seeing his hair. Jesus. <laughs> Like wow, it's Noctis's hair. Well, that's that's the thing. It's like oh wow, Lightning is a fashion model in real life. Look at these ads. It's like that's not her personality. <laughs> like you're supposed to like a character because their personality and their motivation and things they do, and not because they look the way they do, which is all that that Lightning was sold on. And like that's the Ready Player One and fucking Space Jam shit. Is just here's a fucking amalgam of noise of random things you recognize without any of the. Th Stuff that makes sense about why you'd want that character in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, it's one thing in Smash Brothers and it's just a fucking context-free fighting game. But like, fucking movies are stories. The thing is, the thing with the fan service is that, like, ideally, it's much cooler. Well, ideally. In practice and in reality, it's uh, so much cooler to just do the same scenario that another movie has or, or like, name... It, or like um, I was gonna say name drop something, but I I think like parallels are cooler than just be like, hey, we watch Star Wars as well. But the thing is, you can't do that for as many as many intellectual properties as Ready Player One does, because it's just it's the machine gun approach. So you you know you can't have a scene for every movie that you're referencing. So you're just gonna mention all the things that you remember or talk about you know i don't even remember it's been a while it just feels like it, i think the guy just had a lot of passion for a particular uh time in history that he grew no, up in and it does not feel like, like that shitty passion well it doesn't have to <laughs> i didn't say it was crash, i didn't say it was good passion i'm just saying he had passion for a thing that he pop, grew up he in, has in a time. Pop figures and on the shelf, still in the box passion yeah. for the 80s. Well, yeah, he's like a, he's the exact type of <laughs> it's person just the that worst is made kind. For he want he's somebody who just wants to live in the memories of like, man, remember back in the day when 80s action movies were good? Like that's the kind of person he is. And like, like that's you, fine. It's just not something that makes in, like enjoyable media. Like I don't want to read a I wouldn't want to read a history book that's like, man, remember that time that we like just systematically slaughtered people? And it's like, no, like, can you just, can yeah. you like, let's talk about it. Can we address the media? Like, can we talk about the fact that like some of the media, like Joust isn't a fun game? 
Joust just isn't a fun game, guys. Let's just acknowledge that as a community. Like, it's really <laughs> shitty that you have to fly on a dumb fucking unflyable ostrich and jump on people's heads or stab them in the ass. Like, what a terrible design. Because your enemies just turn on a dime to you and fucking kill you instantly. It's a shitty game made for Atari. Of course it's shitty. Like, but no, the <laughs> yeah, game, like, it's early, idolizes it's it. It's early primitive stuff that you'd have to, like, yeah. really tweak. Like well, the idea of a weird flappy bird mount that, that that fight each other in a game could be a thing. It's just there's like balancing things to to like you want to like add physics and like inertia and like stuff that makes it feel like it's actually some kind of competition that would make any sense. It just I don't know. It's like imagine somebody in the future being like, man, guys, remember Fortnite dances? You remember flossing? And like. <laughs> you would probably punch and if you that don't person. you don't even know what they're talking you can't even picture yeah. what they're talking about yeah but it's just like that's, that's the thing is chapter like, like an entire arc in the book devolves around him just like reenacting a movie verbatim because he just loves the movie so much that he has all the lines memorized but like i didn't come away knowing what the movie was about really or what happens in it really and it's like i'm reading about somebody reenacting a thing and i don't know what they're i don't know what they're doing when they're reenacting it it's like and it's like yeah, yeah it would also be a shitty book to sit there and just redescribe the entire plot and all the lines of a movie but not doing that also just leaves me being like well that sure is a movie that i don't remember i literally don't even remember the name of by the time this chapter's over this was a worthwhile read that's what I mean is like, what what are you supposed to walk away from that with? Like, why would you why would you as the audience want to interact with that? Unless you like also are somebody who's in the know. Like if you're somebody who does also happen to know exactly what he's talking about, then this sounds great. What a great book, right? Because now you have someone who's validating your likes and interests or whatever. Someone saying like, yeah, I also like Joust and fucking... I, what, I don't even remember what the movie was that he recited. Probably fucking like Ghostbusters or something. But the, uh, but like, yeah, cool, great. Like, we <laughs> all like Matthew all... Broderick. That's the oh, 80s, no. right? That's just all the 80s. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, it's, it's just like, I don't know. That it, like you said, it is really, it must be really enjoyable for people who don't know anything about the property that's being spoken about. Just sitting There's there. There's definitely a reason why Spielberg was like, when he tried to recreate the same irritating effect, he's, he was like, let's fill it with Overwatch characters and stuff like that. Because, like, if you left it at the 80s, but you're making like a PG movie for that audience, it's like, who the fuck is this for? Like, the target audience doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's too, he's talking about the 80s. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm man. surprised it, like, Pat, I guess. I guess anything passes publishing, but it's like really surprising. Uh, anything that I guess gets enough just, attention. Yeah, it just seems really surprising that an editor would read that and be like, yeah, this is going to make a lot of sense to kids today. Like, yeah. Well, like, the best thing to come of the entire Ready Player One existence as a property was just launching up the my uh, my Valve Index for the first time and walking around my little weird like mountainside apartment that they put you in. And then just spawning copies of Ready Player Two and throwing them into the horizon, <laughs> just fucking frisbeeing them away because it was so it's so satisfying. Because there's a bunch of things you can spawn in your room, and the default set has two Ready Player Two, uh, Ready Player One uh, slash Ready Player Two like yeah, product placement things. I think I think they're physical copies of the book Ready Player Two. I think, and then just a statue of the Iron Giant, which I can get behind that. 
uh just put that in the corner of your house and it's like that's nice statue of the iron giant yeah it's just there it's just in your house when you play when you get in the uh valve index's like lobby that you launch into whenever you want to go play a game uh like if you just hit the vr button on steam it just opens you into that room you can you can find my valve index video where i like experiment with it because i'm still trying to figure out how to record it and that was like a test video basically that i did a i was like whatever i'll let's play this lobby uh but I just start fucking frisbeeing the fucking Ready Player Two books, hardcover books, into the like into the woods, just off the cliff of my beautiful bullshit yeah. house, and just it's so satisfying because I hate the book, and also they they just go, they go so good, they just gone. Oh, you mean they just <laughs> like, fly? Yeah, yeah, like they like they they spin on axis, just so satisfyingly, and just arc into the horizon, like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat, I just sat there spawning them and throwing them off my balcony. <laughs> wow. Honestly, that sounds like a pretty fun yeah. time to spend uh inside of a, a yeah. VR. But have you guys ever tried to watch Action Button? No. I don't know what it is. It's it's a, it's a it's a video essay channel and as you know that's like my exact shit and that's all I could think about during this conversation a bit because of the fact that it's like I don't get it. Because like his videos do pretty well. And oh, you don't get him. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I don't I'm not I'm sorry. Like, I thought you I'm were looking out video for blood. The... Like whatever, make your videos however you Go want. Out. Maybe and maybe they're good eventually or something. I've only. I tried getting. I I watched the entire Last of Us video and did not get a ton out of it. He's he he was like speaking entirely in like very exaggerated language about how monumentally earth shattering it is and stuff, but also like was often like not getting like into the nitty-gritty specific satisfying details that i love about video essays like the granularness of it and so on or like here's my really specific thing i'm fixating on and all this other stuff he has well, enormous fucking... videos how is he not doing that oh yeah i know he's got a fucking like six hour video about one of those things but i don't i don't know if i can take it after what i've seen so far because oh my god he, what happened so here's the thing what looks like his shortest <laughs> video is a one hour video on cyberpunk right that's actually mm-hmm. like a fucking like 50 episode mega playlist nightmare thing where you're supposed to find you're supposed to click on the playlist in that video to see the rest of the of the of this content because it was too long for one video. Oh. And, oh, yeah. But what my progress bar on that video is only halfway through because it's one hour long, but I literally was just so like and like I, and like it's it's a learning experience to some extent like i think about my own process and like whether or not certain sections are necessary and whether or not this is a point worth making and so on because I, my horror is the idea of making a video like this where the entire first half an hour is him just listing things just just listing just listing things you don't like hmm. lists he just What's keeps saying the <laughs> names of things and it goes on for legitimately half an hour and i'm like is this an experiment is this a psychological experiment on me like what are you doing <laughs> I don't you? and <laughs> yeah. like i get it i get it you are like i'm doing it myself in multiple videos right now and we'll see if i cut them or not but like you often start a video essay by talking about a different property and like what it, what it is is there's a point to it like there's something analogous to it or you're building to something and like there's a whole thing going on or sometimes you're talking about history and that history is going to be important to you discussing the the media you're discussing and so on and so forth or it's an anecdote or who knows what like the the video essay intro that that is like a, some kind of like 
cold open non sequitur feeling thing but actually it's important later is like a thing so i'm used to like the the it takes a bit to get to the thing that's actually in the thumbnail part because it's often what makes the video better like it's often like a really tried and true thing about what works about these things like how the nft video by uh by uh by folding ideas opens with with this thing about real estate which was mm -hmm. very helpful uh for all sorts of elements of that video it's very helpful for non-americans since they probably had no idea what the <laughs> fuck was going on <laughs> but i can't stress enough that for the first half an hour of that fucking cyberpunk uh review he's not talking about the things he's bringing up he just keeps listing things like it's like legitimately like reading ready player one where i'm like okay you're, you're okay you're introducing that okay we're gonna talk about that no, he's introducing another thing. Okay, are we going to talk about that? Nope, he's introducing another thing. And it's like that fucking like loop just continues for half an hour. And I'm like, you had to write that. You had to record that. You had to edit that. And uh, you, didn't you... Is there a... There has to be a point. You can't, you, you can't just keep mentioning things i'm so this. confused you can't keep getting away with this <laughs> <laughs> i uh i was i have i have never been like i've had boring video essays and ones where i'm like you know what i just don't i they're not doing enough to get me to care about the topic as somebody who's not already like introduced to the subject or whatever like i yeah. i clicked on out of loyalty to the channel or whatever but then i'm like nah you know what i it turns out i still don't care and i'm gonna move on and see you next time but like i genuinely have never been confused by the very existence of something in such a way and like maybe it gets good in hour four because that's a terrifying thing about that channel but uh. like i'm just like I, I i just i just watch video essays all the time and i'm so confused <laughs> It's, what happened i yeah i always wondered and too like and I, specifically people have recommended it to me independently so i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> I, I i wonder I can, if there is a sorry i was just gonna say i wonder if there is a a thing like is it uh like did people interact to like Lindsay ellis this way when they first started watching her stuff were they kind of like man this is a shitty format to endure for a, a thing but then eventually over time people are like wait no this is you've got something here like i think i think this isn't it's we can we can work I mean, the with answer this. is yes but i'm saying yeah. for this person is this person like are we gonna come <laughs> oh, back like, 10 years later? later on to like yeah. the right thing the yeah right are, they, are we gonna come back 10 years later and we're gonna find out that like this guy did it he like revolutionized uh storytelling on youtube or whatever it's like video essays or something again it's like no. I always wonder about that whenever something's like way out of my field where I'm like, oh, I just don't get what the appeal is. Am I like, am I not a visionary? Do I not see the future yeah. of change? Is or this am actually I just like... Fortnite or TikTok and it's going to yeah, fucking yeah. explode and you just don't like, understand old yeah, man? Yeah, am I just an old man? Am I just, just like, eh, I don't get it. These kids talk about cyberpunk for an hour yeah. and I haven't seen any cybers. Like, I, don't think, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I was one of those people that was like this is bad and boring with Lindsay ellis originally but it's because like yeah the only thing i knew at the time was just pe nerds that shout about things they're angry about like that was what internet content was that was like reviews yeah. or whatever and especially mm -hmm. later on like I, I talked about before like when like she kind of like opened me up to the idea of video essays in the first place but like at first the word video essay wasn't a thing in my mind so like 
some stuff like the Ren video, I was like, this is a weird, this is a very different kind of review <laughs> because that was the word that I had for a video about a piece of media that talks about that piece of media and makes like, sta like statements of quality or analysis and whatnot. Like it was like, there was the like review. a gradient. There was like an yeah. on-ramping from like, here's Red Letter Media's fucking like half an hour breakdown of the opening scene of Phantom Menace and shit to like this, like the dominoes keep falling and suddenly you're like, and now, and now here's the six hour Death Stranding video. <laughs> <laughs> that I've seen I, and I enjoyed. Six hour death. I have not seen. I, I, I honestly, Death Stranding had too many. For me, it, it, it picked on. I'm sorry, seven hours. <laughs> oh my god I just checked how did that get worse what do you mean seven hours no For if you me, if you type if you type death stranding essay you get a half an hour video by writing on games you get a one hour video by euro thug you get a hour and a half minute minute video hour and a half minute you get an hour and a half video by noah caldwell gervais and a seven hour video by white light and i've watched all of them in their entirety just, i can't believe like making these like big big videos like that must be it, it like you need to have the fan base there already because otherwise it's just such a risk can you imagine a small channel coming onto youtube and be like oh this new game i'm gonna make a seven hour essay yeah. and then isn't there a guy who does that 10 views no the problem is if you're Noah a YouTube, YouTube, base yeah if you're into he, youtube like, you're gonna get been you, doing that or did he just start doing that recently uh i found him via a seven-year-old video. I don't know how old it was then. I, I think I, I think I found him when I did my Mass Effect series, uh, where I played all the Mass Effect games. I think I was like looking for videos just to kind of vent about the ending of Mass Effect 3. And so I found his two and a half hour video that was a thorough look at Mass Effect, which was the trilogy at the time. And that's seven years old. And that looks like it's one of his first videos. So, so I mean, maybe uh, he's just he's been, been doing yeah. it. He's been pretty consistent with this long thing i think you can do that i think the i mean i think you obviously take an inherent risk because like uh youtube tends to be like you kind of want to start out with small but rewatchable yeah. stuff because you you want to mm -hmm. build to getting uh well i mean back back in the day for being technical you couldn't even fucking do a two-hour video until you reached a certain milestone but the uh oh yeah but the um but like now you would ideally want to create a lot of short burst rewatchable videos and then get to the point because once you get that uh once you get that consistent watch through rate and you get that consistent re-watching rate then youtube's like mm -hmm. okay we'll start telling people about your shit and so then you can make longer stuff and even if people don't yeah. watch that as much the other smaller videos like will but like like uh, buff out the, the, yeah. the longer stuff yeah it'll like you know obfuscate the fact that you your long content's both good but you know maybe people don't get like all the way in the first watch um but like now yeah you just slap like a four hour video down it's gonna be pretty rough to get out there I, i've like seen both extremes yeah. i've seen weirdly large content make a channel explode like because of the fact like if they do watch it it's like that's some engagement numbers and then if the algorithm like reacts to it the right way suddenly it's like i'm gonna show this to everybody and then everyone's <laughs> like why is everyone being suggested this seven and a half hour long video about resident evil it's like I mean, I'm curious. Well, how was there a seven and a half hour video about Resident Evil? And then suddenly you're like, you know, which he did. Noah Cudwell just faces a seven and a half hour video about Resident Evil, but it is the entire franchise, which is a monster of a series.
So FIFA yeah. Mars has a, a pretty long series on Resident Evil, but yep. I don't think it reaches seven hours. No, which and she references like, that video in it. And I oh, get right, that, right. but it's just like, God damn. Like, I don't, I don't know. How do you even export a seven hour video? Do you just leave, you just don't have a computer for like a week? How does that <laughs> Your work? Your computer crashes all the time. Oh, my, I, my computer crashes if I, if I try to export more than two hours. Or no, I think wow. the premiere. I, I break that regularly with Resident Evil. I mean, with a Final Fantasy 14. Mm. I think it has to do uh, with the amount of edits and cuts. Oh, uh, yeah. Because the last no, time like some, I did it more than two long, hours. Like, when I made my when I made my uh, Monster Hunter video, I would I would edit like eight minutes at a time, then render that, then start a new Vegas file, and uh, hmm. what I, well what do I do? I would copy paste that Vegas file uh, of that project, and then name it like part two or whatever, and then delete the part that I've already edited, and then keep editing the next part because like once you have eight minutes of video essay broken up with like a billion random cuts and stuff like that, it starts, the, the performance just starts tanking and then rendering that is probably a nightmare too. But at the end, you just have a bunch of separate videos that are rendered and then you can like render all those together as one video. And at least, at least on my computer, yeah. like my computer usually renders faster than the runtime of the video. Well, it depends on the settings, but so mine does as well. Yeah. It's usually not the time. The issue is to whether it's gonna. Is it gonna make it? Nope. <laughs> crash. Uh, when? But yeah, I, I, Premiere is a nightmare sometimes. What I, I really can't imagine is to... putting that much work into something for that long, for such a long duration, and not like being like, okay, let's put out part one. <laughs> like let's like <laughs> let's just let's put out the first hour and a half. Let's just let's just a series that'll like keep me afloat for a while. It's like no, nope. I'm gonna fucking stick to it finish this entire fucking seven and a half hour thing and put it out all at once how i know that's i yeah i agree how indeed i i, I don't know man that's it still is just insane to me i like i like the i i love the idea that you're you're running a computer so ragged but the computer's also just like holding your your like a what is it your your job hostage or you're like you need to make this video or else and it's like well if i have to do this you know like i may i may not want to do this i'm taking you down with me and it's like oh god like it's just such a <laughs> such a crazy standoff to be stuck in where you're like how do you even keep track of that? you wake up after going to sleep i guess i imagine you set it uh you like you wake up every day and you like run over your computer like okay where are you at and it's like 15 percent oh okay and then you like go to the bathroom and come back and it's like I crashed. Fuck! Like, it's just this endless background anxiety. I think there's what what is it the I I don't I know for a fact like the trick is to create small segments, render them, and then put them into one giant video so the video doesn't have to render. Yeah, it's the cuts. Uh, yeah. Actual content, it's rendering clips which are which already have all the hard work in them. Yeah, it doesn't have it's all like, the layers and mess. Yeah, like somehow your computer or your like rendering software just gets worse the more like cuts you yeah. make in it. Well, because it, it, is... it, it, it eventually it's just like here's my here's 500 like media references that it has to make at once in order to make the video renderable and so on. Hmm. At some point, you're just like fuck it, just make it just a yeah. video. Just be like render this video and then put this other video behind it. The end. <laughs> yeah. It's that just seemed weird to me though. I, you, I couldn't you imagine. You also get to upload each clip individually too. 
and then like those clips like you know whether or not they're getting blocked <laughs> yeah that is that is uh obviously really helpful uh to know because nothing's nothing's there, better than finishing uploading a seven hour video and then finding out that like five hours of it is blocked in a certain region yeah. <laughs> that's uh there's so People much better living on this YouTube stuff is terrifying there's so many channels yeah. that take like months to make a video and then it comes out and then it's like demonetized and then you appeal to you appeal to youtube and they're like nah and then you're like well there goes <laughs> no my entire income from this entire video i made for months uh so patreon link <laughs> please <laughs> that's uh, basically I see what they was... do which is awful I did see that there was a there was a thing recently about um, I don't know if you saw the uh, there's a guy who does a lot of stuff about like One Piece uh, and Dragon Ball Z and basically like, he just does a lot of anime but specifically uh, a lot of Toei anime stuff. Um, Toei? Yeah, Toei. So uh, oh yeah, the guy know, whose channel got like deleted. Yeah, whose channel got like basically <laughs> like nuked every Dragon and, Ball video. Uh, and he survived. Uh, he actually like managed to, like YouTube stepped up and actually helped him out, um, get everything working again. After a again. lot of outcry, he was a being lot, reported everywhere. Like, 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 like that a was a news article. That was a news story. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of work, and even even like after it happened, like I watched the video of him talking about how it all went down, and he was just like, it was months of like a lot of problematic liaisons and having to interact with like another country and it's just a lot of work um but the like the the fun outcome was that youtube just like decided okay well i can't i won't technically win this fight so the best option is to just follow what they want where they want so like you know obviously toei is like i don't want any videos of of like any anime on the internet by law that's just my entire interpretation of the law is that i don't want any of my stuff on there and obviously youtube's like fuck man like what like how does that like fair use has to exist and it's like well in japan it doesn't so fuck you and it's like okay so then their conclusion is just like fine we blocked the video in japan and then technically no fair use laws are broken like we just each yeah. country gets oh, to is decide. Is that what they did? Did they block yeah. his videos in Japan yeah. only? So, so they basically said you can all your videos are back, but they cannot. You basically can't upload videos to Japan. Like none of your videos can be mm. uploaded to Japan. And so, like I thought that was a pretty that's a ingenious pretty good outcome. That's a pretty ingenious <laughs> mm -hmm. outcome, yeah. Yeah. given the that's fact not like that the much of the audience. Yeah, that's what he said. He was like, most of my audience aren't Japanese anyways because I don't speak Japanese. He's like, I'm just talking yeah. about anime. So he's like, it's really easy. So like I I know that if I went to court for fair use I would win it I'm doing something that is considered fair use I'm making commentary like he's doing but, but video that's essay such stuff. a that's such an ask um, the idea that you yeah, have to go to court just to make it, your videos it, yeah. it is an but ask but also he would still technically lose because he would have to go to court in Japan because that's the company that's suing him he's not being sued in the U S by Toei USA he's being sued or he's being uh, attacked by Toei in Japan which means that it would be up to the, the court in Japan to decide his channel's fate. But if they block all the videos in Japan, then he technically isn't posting videos in Japan, which means he's posting yeah. videos in the United States and they would have to go through a liaison in the US, like Toei US, to, to sue him, which they would lose because by US law, he is doing copy, he's doing fair use. So like, it's a really smart, I love that solution. I thought that was really cool. 
And I, but I also realized like, wait a second, is this going to be a feature it. for people? Can we like decide where we want to upload videos to? Cause that would be neat if I could say, you know, like I'm going to upload a video essay on why, I don't know, like why this very obscure property is bad. And the country it's from is like, no, you won't. And they just like block it on. You're like, oh, okay. Well, you know, if only I could just not let you guys see that. <laughs> like you could just kind of be like, yeah. I never made a video about your property. And you just like kind of like magic hand wave away the whole thing. Uh, YouTube's deeply I, frustrating with this stuff. We're like, you're you'll you'll make a video and you'll go to great efforts to re-edit it over and over again to get like the right monetization status. Like, oh, the bots decided that this was bad. Okay, maybe they mean this part. Maybe this part made the yellow dialogue design happen. Then after re-uploading it over and over again for like like maybe even weeks, it goes up and then people start watching it. And then like two hours later, suddenly the fucking monetization status just changes without even telling you just out of nowhere. And then it's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> like it just happens. Yep. Or like the the copyright stuff. Like I, like YouTube didn't even tell me when my vampire videos came back. I was like, oh, they're back. What? And like I kept my and I kept a copy of my finale of The Last of Us Two on my hard drive for like two years because I kept waiting for it to get blocked again because it got blocked and then I appealed it and then the the appeal never got accepted. It just never got responded to or notified of ever again. And I'm like, is it? Is where's the fucking is the hammer falling? Like what's going on? And like in that Resident Evil video that I made, the uh the the commentary one, <clears throat> I had to do like five hundred random weird edits and jokes, and I kept making adding more visual gags to obscure the copyright content, and that made the video better technically. Like I I was I, I was kind of happy with the result of that, but then after doing all those steps to finally get a copy a version of it that will go up without being blocked, like two weeks later or something or a month later, it just was blocked one day without it, and I'm like, what? Can you fucking like? finish scanning it give me an answer and then never look again please like can you fuck off like it'll <laughs> just change its mind and i'm like fuck you what do you mean you changed your mind and so i re-uploaded the entire resident evil video again but now with like a really annoying border on the screen to try to fuck with the uh to try to fuck with it a bit more and so on you know i've already added the shit out of it like this isn't like me just uploading the movie like can we fucking get on with it and uh that version was fine until a week later it was suddenly blocked and like 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 20 countries but it was like french polynesia hmm. and haiti and mali and turkey and chad and tunisia and monaco monaco and like the copyright like, thing will even okay. tell you like the like it's, it's just a whole bunch of places like that uh and then and then the fucking copyright thing will be like yeah so uh it's partially blocked it's blocked for one percent of your audience it'll fucking tell you the breakdown of what percentage of your audience you're losing essentially and i'm like okay that's as good as it's gonna get fine and the reason why I said God damn it earlier when you were talking was because I looked at it to use this as an example and it got blocked more. <laughs> damn. It's not it's still not as bad as it was before. It was blocked in the US and stuff like that in the previous version. But uh, my second highest demographic, which is Germany, even bigger than the United Kingdom, which is four percent of my audience is now blocked. I'm like, fuck, no, I thought we were past this. It's like the fucking second re-upload, the second live re-upload, not counting all the attempts that I did on my burner channel that was specifically like even more edited for them to just fuck off and let the video go is now blocked in Germany. So and like the way that works is that people from Germany that look at my channel, just the video just isn't there. They don't even know they're missing it. And it's, it's that's just makes me wonder, like, how many channels you can look at on the YouTube where like if you like fucking like 
uh, not uh, you're in the wrong VPN country. And just no video. Suddenly, it's a different channel. Like, oh, like, yeah. like it's like everyone's YouTube channels are like Netflix, where if you VPN them, suddenly different videos appear, <laughs> and it's like that's a weird experiment to play on some channels to find out the hard way of like, oh, I've been missing it on this this whole time. So sorry, Germany. That. You get a VPN if you're in G Germany or Turkey or any other uh, other place that can't find my Resident Evil video. Uh, you some uh fucking blame oh i thought it was gonna be a snappy thing to say uh nan films <laughs> llc constantine film cpr agency for belga films Fant fanatic film e bbtv sony pictures Two leak id lds <laughs> jesus that's all one company no that's multiple ones right uh, maybe it's all for <laughs> one clip so that's what's confusing oh no that's a that's a dog pile if i've ever seen one yeah yeah we talked about this before but I, I fucking hate the copyright like now that i'm doing video essays i hate the copyright system it's it's great incentive to do videos on games <laughs> because like video games are just like fuck off cut upload whatever you want who cares uh oh that one cutscene's blocked oh man what a downer i guess i won't use that one cutscene. uh but fucking movies are like you upload this video and then it gets blocked for one part and you're like okay well i gotta edit that part and then he uploaded again and it gets blocked for a different part. And I'm like, could you tell me all the parts, please? <laughs> could you list them? You apparently know more than one part, but like, but I think the YouTube bots are so shitty and stupid. They don't know more than one part. They literally find one reason to block your video and then they just stop. And it's like, mm -hmm. in some ways that's bad for them because they're literally not doing their job at fully scanning the video to, f to find the, like, cause they, what they should be doing is at least like finding the biggest reason to block something like, I don't want to fix this video that's blocked for 4% of people because the moment I fix that, it might get blocked worldwide by the next thing it finds. <laughs> like there's a, there's a way bigger domino just waiting and the bots aren't noticing it because they found this one thing and just stopped. It's so fucking silly. Like it's such a trash system for literally everyone. It sounds, it's funny too. Cause you talked about like it, it gets blocked in different countries. Um, like you'll just wake up and suddenly it's now blocked in certain areas. And I wonder if that's like the bots, finding something else that was more egregious and then they yeah. like the copyright owner was like no 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 that one you can't definitely show and it's like okay so they just like replace <laughs> the thing that got you in trouble the first time with like the worst thing now like just what I is just, the you could I take just longer my previous yeah. version of the video which has twice as many views but then stopped getting views because it got blocked in the united states uh that one's blocked for 40 percent of my audience which includes the united states and canada it's not blocked in Germany. Hmm. So weird. <laughs> it's not blocked in Germany. But it, <laughs> it literally is the same video, less obscured. <laughs> so the clip that got blocked in Germany is there. <laughs> How does that even? But I can't, I don't want to put it live because then I have two copies of the same video for everyone that's not in Canada, United States, and Germany. Everyone else, like the UK, they, they'll have two Resident Evil videos. And be like, what, why is it two Resident Evil videos? You just title but For everyone German else, so they're like, what do you mean? There's only one Resident Evil video. And then you get to have a fun, confusing conversation in the comments. It's, yeah. YouTube's fucking And that stupid. drives up engagement. <laughs> yeah, YouTube but it's it worth it. <laughs> absolutely like i, I absolutely. guess technically it's just it's, it feels incredibly unprofessional and annoying to have two of the same video on your channel mm -hmm. yeah i agree the upsides are not outweigh downsides 
especially i mean it, so it's the resident evil it's yeah it's just the like it's not your main style of content no either. it's just the commentary videos even though it is really funny and where I, I, yeah, I, I, I thought it would be fun I to do one between well. each essay because they take so long to make and those don't take as long to make. I can't. That's a, I mean, I know that essays take forever, but honestly, the level of editing, usually you must spend hours and hours on that thing besides oh, watching. Oh, yeah, no. There was more, especially once I once the original draft of the video that was decidedly lazier got blocked. And I was like, okay, here comes every time it gets blocked, I'm going to add a visual gag to that part of this video. So, like, there were visual there were some visual gags originally but there were like four times as many by the time i finally got a video a version that wasn't blocked on youtube so that was like some yeah. fucking art from adversity or whatever the shit or <laughs> like limitations led to me being more creative and that was kind of cool but there is yeah way even even when just making the highlight version of it there is way more editing like density that goes into a commentary video where you have to follow the rule of like only like six seconds per clip or something or you get blocked uh then there is hmm. on a video essay where you're kind of just matching visuals to your script essentially mm-hmm. but uh the problem with the video essays is because you have to write them like i know that when i'm in the middle of the fucking the the, the pit that is editing a video essay like I just have this massive road ahead of me and I'm tired of it like immediately. And it's such a, it's such a process and it takes, and it will take like days or weeks. But when you edit something, it's done. Every time you edit the next few minutes, you're like, I'm done editing those few minutes. And we keep, you keep making tangible, real, probably not reversible progress towards finishing the video. Whereas you can like, stare at a fucking blinking cursor for three hours and get nothing done when you're writing or worse spend all day writing something only to decide a week later that that whole part needs to be cut because you hate it and because part of the writing process is also like deleting it and re-editing that or like going back and forth on whether or not that's even a thing you want to discuss or whether you even write about that thing in the first place and so on like the writing process is so uncertain and nebulous and you has no clear like how far you're getting feeling at all that like it's 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 so much harder to deal with than the act of just like recording or editing once you're past that yeah i it is a thing (laughs) (laughs) maybe one day a lot of stress no i just maybe when you replay the outer wilds sorry there's a reason people got co-writers probably it's just just, uh I think people that's got co-writers because then you're like with somebody and you're like planning it out and you're talking about what to write and then like i don't know one of you can fucking figure out how to phrase it and then you just move on and like i, I have days <laughs> where i will walk around in circles talking to myself about the thing i'm going to write and like working through the idea and then i sit down and i'm just fucking it's gone <laughs> like i can't do anything all of a sudden when i was so like energetic a moment ago about it but i can't like put it down on paper for some reason and work through the idea consistently it's weird hmm. i i would imagine it's just it's also helpful to have a, a second set of eyes kind of thing yeah where like someone can come in and give you some insight to something you may have just your brain just isn't busy thinking about just busy trying to Trying to get a video essay to exist and you're oh, yeah. just getting those observations in and bouncing back and forth about these ideas of like what you're noticing. Yeah, yeah that sounds mm-hmm. that sounds pretty cool. But I I don't think 
I, I don't feel like I am confident about anything enough to tell other people about something. Like I, that's just the way that I see it is like you're, you're making, when you're making a video essay, you're, you're, it's like you're teaching somebody about something. Um, and I, I don't have that. I, I don't have anything that I feel like I could teach you about. I guess I could, I technically could teach you about, uh, I kind of like, don't either. Yeah. But like, like I just, I, like, I just, <laughs> I just doubt myself endlessly in, in a lot of the process and like, is this worth saying? And also is this like embarrassingly elementary or like, am I wrong about everything also while thinking yeah. it's basic? Like, <laughs> That's that is exactly the problem I have when I think about it. And I just it just makes me go like, you know what? I'll leave it to the professionals. And like, I know the why, professional why people is try like, to show their scripts around. Yeah, that's true. Just like, I, and I get a boost of some kind. And I get that like professionals don't exist. Like, you know, it's like a I don't know, like a professional YouTube video essayist is like a. I don't know, like not a not what I'm thinking in terms of a professional. I'm thinking like a a guy who's been in whatever topic I'm talking about, a guy who's been in that topic for like 50 years and has like a retirement plan set up. And like, if it wasn't for this thing existing, he wouldn't have had a job. Like those are the type of people I'm imagining are supposed to be talking about the things I want to talk about. And, but those aren't, those people don't have YouTube channels. Um, some do. I mean, I guess some I, do I've, maybe, but I follow some old old masters channels on youtube it's it's just not like uh i don't know it's just not something like i i've gone out and tried looking for stuff that i'm that i want to make video content about but i don't find what i'm looking for or i find what i'm looking for that isn't the content i want to watch if that makes sense like someone could be talking about the topic but i don't like the way they deliver it or i don't like the um I don't like the structure of uh, how they talk about it. Like, I, I don't know, like you can take H bomber guys videos, like the way that he does um, a conversation and then comedy and then like conversation and comedy. Like there are people who don't like Plinkett reviews because they don't like the comedy or they don't want the weird, creepy yeah, uh, the like live action stuff. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. and I get mm -hmm. that. So like there are, there are, that's the thing is like, I see when I watch stuff, I, there's a lot of times I watch them like, okay, cool. Thanks for like giving me a college lecture, but that's not really what I wanted because I don't need a college lecture about a topic I'm looking up. Like that's not, that's not what I was looking for. Um, but you know, the, the age old thing is like, well, if you don't like it so much, go make a fucking thing yourself. It's like, okay, no, <laughs> like I don't, I don't have that <laughs> no. confidence. I, I can't do that. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a weird process to me to think about people that just, do that as a living they just wake up every day and they're like i'm gonna write a script for six hours goodbye and you're like okay and mm -hmm. then they yeah i don't know it's it's a lot um so i imagine yeah i imagine trying to like i don't know trying to figure out what you want to talk about and if you uh if what you're saying is right and like having to constantly go over and over and over again and then even above all that like you finally figure it out you get exactly what you want done and then you play this like fucking cops and robbers game with a, a robot to try to figure out if people are going to be able to see the thing you just dedicated like 40 like 40 days of your life to you know and it's just like it's, it's such a nightmare from like conception to execution and i don't 
<laughs> I don't envy like I don't envy anybody who does it for a living, but it's very off putting from like a, a general stance. Like I it doesn't instill into me uh, uh, any like any kind of desire. I don't look at that and go like, man, I really want to get into that. Whereas Let's Play is just like, hey, can you record a game? Good job. Yep. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I can do that. Whoops, you can't do that game. Fuck you. Yeah, oh, the case, that game. That's pretty legal. rare these days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know, man. R.I.P. Got the whole you chase a removed. Dead Souls playthrough. R.I.P. You played with fire. <laughs> sex visual novels. <laughs> you played some. You played with some fucking fire with your choice of games. That's, that's not, not like fault. copyright problems. That's like I'm gonna play <laughs> stuff that's like on the box like pretty obviously risky to play on youtube no i think that's i i'm sorry i don't live i didn't realize i lived in a in a, a pseudo it's time for you to make uh, a porn hub let's play channel i, I thought about <laughs> it i thought about making it uh, because I, I have so many of these like stupid i like i don't know where i got them from but i have so many of these like shitty uh eroge visual novels and i was like man i really want to just like go through them because they have the best dialogue like they're always the <laughs> dumbest shit and but it's like i can't put these on on youtube but i did see a guy who was uploading uh let's play videos of minecraft on pornhub and i was like wait a second this guy that's like reverse psychology on. what's yeah, going like, on here i was like wait well then i just took it as like okay yeah he's doing something you know he's doing that thing of like that porn video of like i will i'm gonna tuck you into bed and kiss you good night and that's all he does and it's not like graphic at all um no like though it's like those kind of videos but That's i was like oh, minecraft but I could, no but i'm saying that there's people upload videos to pornhub that aren't porn there's yeah. just like oh, people right. could you could just upload something to it and i thought like oh wait i could just upload like let's plays that like his, I can't po his point is that it's just the opposite of porn it's like fucking yeah. stampy long head on pornhub <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah um <laughs> but yeah like i could uh i i could technically upload i could record those and upload them to pornhub and then i guess I don't know, technically use that as like momentum to get more people onto the channel. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll it's upload probably a, less competitive due to there being fewer people. True. I'll upload like really raunchy furry visual novels on Pornhub <laughs> and then uh, have people come to my channel for no furry stuff at all. It'll be great. A great bit. That's, yeah, that's how that's how audiences work. <laughs> they love surprise content that has nothing to do with what they wanted. Exactly. See now you're now now you get it um but yeah no i i, I don't i can never do narrator uh, he like, did not get it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like uh, but that's maybe you know what maybe maybe obviously maybe uh essay channels need to be moving to pornhub because they don't have any copyright protection systems yeah so. as youtube becomes tiktok and only yeah. wants to have vertical filmed uh phone videos it's not gonna i want to do i want to do all of my uh let's play footage in vertical film but it's still the 1920 reason, by 1080. It's just you have to turn the phone sideways to watch it. The reason why TikTok does the way or, you know, grew the way it grew, it's because you can just go from one video to the next and mindlessly, mindlessly consume yeah, whatever the algorithm goes. feeds you. YouTube is just not designed at all like that. They, they, can, uh, they can try sure to cash in, but it's like... They have autoplay and they have... Uh, yeah, I'm but, trying but, to force it hard though. Like, no matter how yeah. much I watch video essays all the time and so on, like my YouTube front page is constantly like 30 second video. Never recommend the video? channel again. Never recommend the channel again. Like an eight I, second video? I immediately just everything goes away. Would you like a I, meme? <laughs> have you? Have, okay, you know what? Sorry, this is 
still kind of want on to... topic but uh a little off topic have you seen uh how new twitter ads work uh um... i think so so new yeah, Twitter talking ads. about the promoted people that I block every time. No, no, no. Yeah. So uh, those are obviously there, but I've noticed that they start putting the ads in threads now. I noticed that as well. Yes. There are, there are, yeah, there are now ads inside of threads and uh, they're, they're thankfully a lot more. Well, not thankfully, I guess, because now it's uh, jarring, but they're noticeable. Like you can see that they're ads because it breaks up yeah. a conversation. Uh, and puts like an ad in between it. Um, <laughs> to be fair, kind of like, I can, uh, in my timeline, I can also spot an ad before I see the promoted. Like I can, sp I can true. see them without even reading um, things. Oh, I don't know this. Yeah. I just meant that like in, on the timeline, they technically look like regular tweets. They so you do. Be yeah, like, yeah. But in the, but it's when they're the... inside of threads, they don't look like that. They look like actual adverts. They, like they have a yeah, different, different color border, border around them. They like, it's just, I, I thought that was like really funny because I've been I've been on a habit of like sometimes my timeline I you know I block every ad I get but sometimes I miss one like I'll just scroll past it and not even recognize but now that they show up in the in the thread it's like this perfect like okay here's the one block this one and I'm like oh thanks okay here you go click block <laughs> all right that was easy like it's almost <laughs> like they've somehow made it just like YouTube like here's a 30 second video like okay I don't ever want that again and it's like they're just pointing it out to you now with like big wojack faces like look at that ad you want that ad i was like block it please thank you oh that was so much easier like now I it is have to so think nice that it. you can actually block youtube channels at least kind of oh god yeah i, I uh, would it just would sucks die. that like you can only do it on one page yeah that's yeah it's weird you, you can only you do it on the home page yeah because i'll see it on the sidebar and i'm like nope don't suggest that to me and then i'll be like well I'm gonna. I'm literally gonna like. I'm gonna go on the front page. I'm That's gonna click my mouse wheel. I'm gonna drag it down until like a thousand videos have loaded. Then I'm gonna control F that user that that channel's name, <laughs> and hope that it came up somewhere in that expanse. And then I'll block them. Because like want you, you you can scroll for a long time before the fucking video you're trying the channel you're trying to block shows up on your front page, even though they thought mm -hmm. it was worth putting in your sidebar. Yep. But they like, want nope, you in the front page. The That's why they did that. it like that. So sneaky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I just don't think that YouTube is designed for that. It's it's so obvious that the creator community is not there. But they want like, that even, even with them pushing short videos so much, like picking up old like eight ten year old videos about a cat that jumps on a tree or whatever. Like the title itself says the video. You know that sort of old old old. Oh old yeah, videos those, those, that, those are suggested constantly. Yeah. Like YouTube oh, pushes yeah. it so much, and it's it's clearly not not resulting yeah. in, in a, anything. It's, I I bet it's just like somebody internally being like, my boss wants uh, YouTube to become the new TikTok. Let me try to get a raise this year. Yeah, and, well, and they're yeah, trying to find whatever just... they're trying to find whatever niche thing they can get you with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like they'll get, and every now and then they'll they'll get me. Every now and then it's like fucking james being the best character of pokemon for 10 minutes and i'm like i do want to see that <laughs> i would like to see a compilation of james clips from the many seasons i've not watched because it's it's fucking pokemon but james is great and then it'll be it was, or like, there's mean, a channel that just there's short. a channel that just uploads 10 second clips of uh the last of us 2 and they're just incredibly obscure interactions like either bizarre secret moments of dialogue or more commonly just 
fucking strange uh like system interactions like 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 you'd expect from an immersive sim and you're like oh what you could do that (laughs) and like and those are weirdly addictive to be like what the she hid by laying on a couch like on her back like why 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 would that be in the game like that's like some like metal gear solid 5 weird shit which is not what anyone expects the last of us to be like but it kind of is also that it's also not necessarily very I, i the way you're describing it anyway why couldn't you just lean behind the couch Laying it's there, just, is- it's just the weird specific, like, like seeing somebody. You can see like clips where Ellie is laying on a sofa, which is outdoors, like for some reason, mm-hmm. and she's laying on the sofa lengthwise on her back, and then she does, she blind fires a brick at somebody that's oh, on the other side of cool. the tall part of the couch, and so they come looking for them, and then they then she can oh. like jump out from her weird resting spot on the couch to kill them when they sneak up and stuff, and it's like that. What the f- that's so those sort of specific. interactions. Yeah, those sort of interactions are 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 probably the the thing that uh, that uh, Last of Us Two was uh, getting slack for, or I guess the company for driving their developers insane by yeah. making them do inane stuff. All that these weird matter. details. Yeah. Like I didn't even notice. I like I beat the game and I liked it, but like I didn't even notice that it had the God of War thing where that where what God of War tried to do where it's like the entire game is one continuous shot aside from like obvious like scene cuts and so on and I'm like I, I didn't even realize it was going for that that never even registered for me but mm-hmm. specifically there's like moments where you can basically see Ellie like hold the door open for the cameraman as, the, as she goes through doors and like when you see it in a weird five second clip you're like wait what wait wait the game <laughs> treats the cameraman like they're physically present like they're filming a movie like the, the, he he clearly takes up space like he doesn't pass through invisible impossible uh proportions he actually follows Ellie like somebody on legs would and I'm like that's fucking weird to realize once you're not actually playing the game what a bizarre detail I yeah i i don't i Sounds. i think that's that sounds that, yeah that, that that's just the the, the symptoms of a big studio makes it, makes it something that like wasn't obviously worth putting in like the the effort was not well spent yeah i was, I was about was to there. say it sounds like it sounds like somebody i appreciate the effort but i feel like you've invested too much time in this like i don't think you should have spent the time doing that uh and they, instead like they, asked for time they off spent like, they spent the time because the the, the higher up said we our game needs to have three hundred or three thousand people working on it and it must have all of these bullet points. I, and I feel one like of them somebody probably like, just arrogantly thought they were a director of a movie and were like, "Yeah, don't don't forget to have the character hold the door open for the cameraman." Someone's like, "It's not a real camera." They're <laughs> like, "Ho ho ho ho!" But it's a cinematic experience. Like, okay. Oh, and yeah. I watched uh this is a this is non sequitur, but I watched uh my housemates playing uh Pokemon Arceus and it looks like agony. Oh my god, I just got I, done watching well, I like, hate it. I got to watch like three this. clips. Yeah, I watched what like is this three Arceus? clips of it breaking. That's it's, the new it, open world well, like, Pokemon. I'm not even talking about break like it's just it's ultimately still just the same Pokemon battles against the same Pokemon, and there's not even that many Pokemon in it by by like most modern standards. There never is. But like but like it's just like the same turn-based battles, but you can run around awkwardly next to the fight instead of having good camera angles. <laughs> like instead of the camera angles and animations you see from proper Pokemon games, you're an awkward avatar standing in the 3D world, not interacting with the fight, but just kind of watching it. 
and like mm -hmm. pressing buttons so you have to awkwardly view it like like it's literally like like what dragon age inquisition did to bioware's fucking like cameras shot shot reverse shot camera during dialogue where it's just like what if instead of camera we just fucking zoomed all the way out and now we don't have to animate their faces and you just hear the dialogue Wait, fuck you inquisition does it, that yeah Wow. Yeah, all, all, yeah, all the Mass Effects and Dragon Ages, like they at bare minimum cut between the two characters as they're, as they're lip, -sync, lip syncing the dialogue and hopefully doing some animations. And every mm -hmm. now and then there's a unique animation or something more dramatic. But fucking Dragon Age Inquisition and, Ma and uh, Mass Effect Andromeda both do the shit where there's a billion quests and all the ones that aren't super important, you just fucking like you just stare at them with the same third person camera used to walk around the world and they just like talk at you and so they don't have to animate shit uh it's like that but for pokemon battles it's like he's just you're just gonna stand around as an awkward avatar while some people do a pokemon battle over there and they just you just awkwardly see two pokemon facing each other in a weird piece of terrain where the terrain doesn't matter to the fight and they just like you just it's just the same it's the same interface basically in the same fight for as far as i can tell but just awkwardly like they're not it just looks shittier <laughs> it just looks shittier and less dynamic and less interesting and it's all so that you can go around this open world where it's like everything i didn't want like i want to collect some pokemon like i like pokemon like the pokemon in the pokemon <laughs> like i like the pokemon so i would like to like pokemon and so I keep imagining, like, 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 uh, Sword and Shield caught my attention and my imagination when it showed that, like, like a, a more open-looking world and stuff. And I'm like, oh, am I gonna get to like be like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump on this guy's back and we're gonna fly over there and then I'm gonna use this guy to break that rock and we're gonna have like Metroidvania interactions and it's gonna feel like an action adventure game and stuff. It's like, nah, it's still Pokemon, but now you, there's a big field in one part of the game where you walk around a bit. This game is just that boring field from Sword and Shield, but it's the whole game. It's just a big field full of Pokemon that are just like immersion breakingly just kind of standing every 10 feet or so. Like just wow. an, an incredible density of bizarrely fantastical creatures. Like when you watch the show, there's each episode goes to great lengths to like contextualize why that Pokemon exists and where they exist and tries to like make it vaguely believable in its weird fantasy, like, you know, completely ridiculous kids cartoon setting. But still, it's like, here's the Squirtle Squad and or here's the here's the Clefairy like cave and there here's the Moonstone and all this like like and it's, and it's like an episode will pretty much just have that Pokemon. And it's like, here's their environment and their background and so on. And we're going to explore that. But this is just like. It's it's it it threatens to be like Ready Player One for Pokemon, where it's just like ah, uh, you walk around a field, there's just fifty Pokemon standing and and equal at at like even distributions, just absolutely everywhere, just just as like they're just like our JRPG random encounters, and it's like there's like barely even any terrain, like nobody's like hiding in the brush, like they have to be hunted, like no one's acting like real life animals do, like because in real life animals don't fucking want to get seen by you, and like you the primary way that you see an animal in the wild is when it's running away <laughs> like like, you, like oh a river i startled a river otter and that's the only river otter i've ever seen in my life <laughs> it was the one that i saw just fucking haul ass down the stream with this one time or, or like that one time i saw a puma cross the road at night while we were driving and stuff and it, just, and it just took off and we were like was that a was that a dog that was too long and low for a dog right was that it i think we saw a mountain lion <laughs> uh yeah like, but no, it's just a fucking a giant cartoon monster is just every 10 feet just kind of walking in circles or standing there. Like I was I saw an area where there's just a bunch of fucking cadabras or alakazams and they're just like 
they're just angrily floating there and it's like in pokemon it's supposed to be like oh man once every three hours i randomly see an abra and like it's and it teleports away before i can do anything it's like oh fuck abra what a mysterious creature it's like no it's just this is a bunch of alakazams floating around in a field fuck you it's like it's 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 a shitty open world on that level of like it's just not a cool representation of pokemon not that it's exactly exciting to have to hunt the way i'm talking about but like the what the what what they went with is like rough of like this is just a fucking it's just a big circle with a randomly generated noise but on top of that it's not a good as far as i can tell it's just not a good open world it's not any of the compelling things that i've seen in other games like breath of the wild or anything but like instead it's just like what if assassin's creed was was pokemon it's just like we just we were just gonna overload you with that like, obviously not like doing the exact at least, at least as far as i know like climbing towers and shit like that like i don't think so but like it's just how can we give you as many tasks as possible there are just hundreds of checklists like you look at every individual pokemon and each individual pokemon i'm looking at it right now it's like this 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 random video they just they just highlighted it and 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 enamorous which i don't even know what that is and there's a then there's a whole checklist of like number that you, number of enamorouses you've caught times you've seen it use extra sensory times you've seen it use springtide storm times you've seen it use strong style oh move times you've seen it use agile st- like what, what the f- what is this fucking completionist checklist where you're just trying to watch a you're trying to watch an enemy in a turn-based game use a move that you can't even tell it to do because it's the enemy it's like and i've seen that when you have the pokemon it's like times you've fed them and so on and you're like trying to get this checklist complete to fill out this pokedex and it's like conceptually it's vaguely cool that apparently you're filling in a, pe- a pokedex uh, and you just it's like the original Pokedex and so on. So you're actually doing, you know, research on the Pokemon. But like if the research amounts to not like some like actual investigative work of like, oh, man, where does it live and what does it eat? But instead, it's just like, I don't know, like just fight a billion of them. And like eventually these stupid background milestones will fill up. And it's like every single one of them has like every single one of the hundreds of Pokemon has like a half dozen objectives that are mostly just passive bullshit. You would get by fighting it a hundred times. Like that's just that's just giving you checklists forever for the sake of it like that's like it's in some that's ways worse yeah. than 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 the it's actually in many ways worse than the most base level boring open world games we have right now because of how it's set up it's like it looks like yeah that's <laughs> yeah i agree of course you didn't play it though no but i've seen it I sat there mm-hmm. watching it for an hour while I had breakfast, and I'm just oh like, no, you got okay, I'm you got the so yeah. fucking confused why this is supposed yeah, to be fun. What I couldn't get over was that from the beginning to the end of the entire session of me watching, it looked like nothing had changed. It was just the same mindless running around in an open area and just kind of engaging with every Pokemon and so on. And it's like I, I like I know that the person playing has some kind of like list of tasks that they're mentally trying to accomplish, but I couldn't help but notice that the entire session was just the same gameplay functionally. So at one point they were kind of in a snowy spot and at some point they're kind of in a in a woodsy spot but like nothing they were their behavior patterns weren't changing at all they were just grabbing weird resource nodes and fighting like most of the pokemon but not all of them and constantly like highlighting things to open up a checklist to figure out whether or not what they wanted to do to fight that thing which none of the objectives are interesting like none of it looks like like and and I'm sure I'll be wrong because I didn't play the game and all that. It's me talking shit about Genshin Impact and all that. And so everyone's like, "Well, actually," and then the thing they describe also sounds bad, but it's different from what I said <laughs> in some ways. 
but like it doesn't like and maybe the story maybe that's what the story does or something but it's like those objectives should probably be like oh yeah find find the home environment of the of the clefairies and figure out how they evolve it's, oh, they evolve with a moonstone like in that episode of star of uh of the show it's like those those checklists i see are just the most boring possible checklists it's like the fucking achievement list to the first uncharted game where it's like kill 100 people with the ak-47 kill 100 people with a shotgun it's like this is not supposed to be the core fucking gameplay guys <laughs> that's 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 just that's depressing yeah the like I, I, the problem all. with the problem is that uh, the objective isn't the gameplay mechanic it, it it supports the gameplay mechanic, but if the gameplay mechanic is simply just fighting, then that's, you know, that's, isn't, well... It, it feels more like worse it, than... it's there to appeal to people who just didn't want plot in Pokemon. It also feels like, so don't... counter to an open world to just constantly trigger these turn-based combats where you just have to stop dead in your tracks and do a complete normal Pokemon battle in its entirety and then continue on with your life. Like, just mm. because you didn't do the... Or, like, you know, like, the fucking JRPG. I'm in a weird nightmare dimension that f that fights take place in, like, transition. It still mm -hmm. is the same gameplay functionally as doing that. Like, suddenly you're just stuck in this fight and you're just going to have to resolve it. But now the camera's boring. <laughs> like, well, that wasn't an upgrade. Yeah. It's, I, I don't, don't see the appeal of being able to walk around during the fight. And it's not like Pokemon games just come out every three months like like uh what's the um what's that grim dark tabletop game that i was uh, uh warhammer yeah warhammer anytime you want to play a warhammer game you can play a warhammer game a new warhammer game because there's so many of them so you know one game of one bad game of warhammer is par for the course but pokemon is not like that they don't they don't lease it out i don't know then again pokemon go is what it is or was what it was anyway when when it came out and it still yeah. i wonder if they just don't care they, they're like ah sure good enough i mean it doesn't matter if it's good or not that's not what's going to determine pokemon go has a contradiction built into it where like you just collect these pokemon just for the sake of it and then it's like well there's got to be a point right so we'll try to add raids or we'll try to have combat or something but it's like but the very act of catching pokemon or doing fights with pokemon and so on has to be so casual and so fast and so simple because otherwise the basic premise of it being like a walk around game ceases to exist like i mm -hmm. saw the the pokemon go style games that they made for both i think the witcher and harry potter back in the day and they seemed so involved and i'm like i don't want to fucking stand there and stare at my phone every five steps and awkwardly in public and so on and then like stop there like i got in later parts of me playing pokemon go i was at the point where i was like i wanted to use like the auto catcher thing and just go on walks and then find out afterwards what i caught and then manage my collection when i was home and that and it was just like a background incentive to go on walks because stopping constantly to check your phone is just kind of productive to the whole walk like going around and doing stuff part that was supposed to be the point but also mm -hmm. you just feel really weird doing it constantly in public like you go to like a park and you walk in circles around the park checking your phone constantly and it's like you're very conspicuously playing Pokemon Go basically and it's like it's a it doesn't feel great. I see you yeah. tweeting at me. I see you tweeting at me. Telling I don't me to focus know what on the you're podcast. I scheduled that tweet. Jokes on you. Ah, I didn't even know that was possible. Oh, yeah, you can schedule you can schedule tweets. I scheduled got it to him. happen. I put up a fucking oh, I put, yeah, I put up a, a poll. There. 
I put up a poll for War Pigs. Who did War Pigs better, Black Sabbath or Cake? And everyone Black voted for Black obviously. Sabbath. So I, I quote tweeted it and said, uh, I'm, I've clearly cultivated the wrong audience. BRB deleting my channels and starting over. And I, and I scheduled it for when the, the poll would be done because I saw how the results mm. were going. Who did it better? Aha. Cake? It was absolutely Cake. Mm -hmm. Oh, Boom. what? what Burn it down. Is terrible from Black Sabbath. Burn it all down. Oh. How did you even get to that conclusion? Who lied to you? Uh, ears. <laughs> well, that makes sense then. Yeah, ears are pretty bad about telling the truth. <laughs> they only hear what they want to hear. I'm all, I'm all algorithmically fucking programmed by all these social media things. So then when I'm like, oh, man. I, I have these tweets gotta do numbers bro so if i have two if i have like two different things i want to tweet about back to back i'll schedule the other one for like a few years a few hours later few so years later a few, <laughs> sometimes a day later sometimes i'll be like i'm just gonna pepper these thoughts out in the future over the next few days and then when i don't have anything to say the uh something will still go up on twitter and i don't I don't know. Twitter's pointless and stupid, so who cares? But also, I don't know. You felt the need to express a thought, and it's very obvious because of the feedback you get uh, yeah. when, like, the thought you chose to express just isn't visible. <laughs> like, this is how, Twitter's uh, just like, nah, that one doesn't exist. <laughs> we, we're yeah, ignoring that tweet. <laughs> that system is also really important because it's, uh, well, one, it was stolen from HootDeck, uh, which used to be, like, the big popular Twitter... Uh, without going to twitter.com use so like i don't like looking at twitter.com so i'm going to use something other yeah. than twitter.com yeah um, i had tweet deck like a decade ago i feel like yeah and so like that was a feature in there where you can schedule tweets because obviously companies love that feature and whatever um and it's like how a lot of comedy twitter accounts exist like dill or whatever those all exist based on just like someone sitting there and oh, drill like yeah drill yeah like drill is basically just someone sitting there and writing jokes for like a month and then scheduling their tweets out and then coming back and like yeah. doing it again. Uh, so it's like every day they get a new tweet and you like see this nightmare list of tweets. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's because you just schedule everything. People just schedule every all their tweets. I see a tweet. Yeah, like nightmares. I, uh, I thought about doing that, like making, um, making a specifically like a specific tweet every month or something saying like what the uh like what I, I wonder like trying to figure out what the, the engagement engagement changes or something yeah like there's something interesting you know like youtube's like that too i did that for a while where i tried like that's why i post my videos at the time i do because i realized posting i like posted videos at different times throughout uh a month and like changed it just by an hour each and then i noticed that like a particular time was when everyone would always see the video most um and so I was like, that's the one I'll choose. But I don't, I wonder, Twitter's different because no one follows me on Twitter. So I wonder like uh, if there is a Twitter. time. Yeah, it's like, I, I have like under 500 followers. So that's like nothing basically. I'm I not... remember when you used to just fucking rant and you would just Great. post like a hundred tweets in one go about one thing and threads didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, the, the threads, so you just, threads really so you would just be You would just be scrolling chronologically and there would just be like a hundred Andrew tweets in the reverse order. <laughs> yeah. Going on about something. I should have <laughs> like, really like shit. in hindsight. Like probably Andrew's tried. live tweeting about Mr. Robot. <laughs> yeah, I should have like started I should have really like organized all of the tweets and then went in reverse. 
like just tweeted about the things I hated in reverse order so that way it looks good chronologically. <laughs> um but yeah, no, there's the uh there's obviously the uh like scheduling tweets is pretty neat, but I would be curious what the uh what the best uh, time to interact is too because I think Twitter's also weird with how people see your tweets cuz a lot of it is hinged uh, or dependent on people like retweeting or liking it cuz that's how it spreads more or less. Um I don't have a lot of followers so in order for a tweet that I make to get a lot of interactions at one has to be something that people that follow me give a shit about which is like very unlikely and two uh it needs to be spread at a time when other people are also going to see it and then spread it too so it's like there's a lot of variables with uh with Twitter that are different from YouTube where YouTube kind of goes out of its way to algorithmically push stuff to people um but like Twitter doesn't Twitter just weirdly like it has like a small funnel. And so like all the people that get the most interactions are at the top coming down first. And then it's like my tweets at the very top, maybe going to get out there. I, it might get pushed to like a new person. I don't know, maybe one out of every 10 billion tweets that someone scrolls <laughs> through. So like the likelihood of me making a hit tweet and that hit tweet seeing number or getting numbers is like so impossible. But I don't know if that's also time, you know, based. Like, I don't know if maybe because I post my tweets at odd hours of the day, if I post, isolate it to like 8 a.m. while on the toilet, maybe that's when I can reach the biggest numbers. But number two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Scheduling is uh, useful for when I like ironically update my schedule. <laughs> Like I like oh I I'll 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 realize when the premieres of various games are going to happen and I'll 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 write the updated schedule for each of those individual days then I'll upload them to both YouTube and YouTube's community tab and Twitter and schedule them for the days when the premiere happens to up immediately update the schedule when I remember and I'll have like three schedule updates queued up and they'll be that's set to go up when they actually the actual schedule actually happens that way. Yeah, and that's, that's handy, nice because I don't have to remember the day of every single time. Yeah, I think that's that's yeah. uh, those are types of like those are the types of automation things I really like. I wish there was a lot more those types of automations in the world, like the yep, uh, the kinds where you it's it's you know it's more about uh taking away something you really 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 don't need to be doing on your own. Like I don't need to be wasting my time posting a picture on Twitter at this exact time period uh since i've already made it like why do i have to go out of my way to be online at that particular moment to post that particular picture when i can just say like hey you're not doing anything right twitter and it's like yeah i'm not doing nothing all right post this for me it's like okay jokes on you twitter's always doing some something Twitter's never doing good. anything i don't think i've <laughs> ever seen twitter move they're always just scheming. sits there they're just sitting there yeah <laughs> Do you guys ever do like do you guys ever write fiction? Yeah. I yeah, I I did for a little while and then I sort of fell out of it. Oh, too uh, cool for fiction? Like... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've been uh, just... I I just kind of been toying with it. I uh weirdly it's like sometimes like uh well, I can't write anything. I'm I'm this is just a dead end today and then suddenly I just start writing something. I'm like, "Oh, I could just write a story." That's weird. <laughs> like, I'm like, like, oh, I can make up like, stuff. Get... 
Yeah, like I'm really in the middle of a day where I feel like I can't get anything done, and suddenly I'm like, here I go. I've yeah. been uh, I've been toying with some short ideas where I, I don't know some of it. I mean, I feel like it might be easier to write specifically when you don't think anyone's ever going to see it. So you're like, all right, well, this is gonna be literally completely self indulgent if I want to, and it won't fucking matter because no one will ever see it, and you just kind of go. But I've I've been shocked by how many words I can put out in a few hours. And then look back through it and be like happy with where it went to the point where I'm now like I have I have like some pet like story ideas that I'm like plotting out like larger character arcs arcs and so on and like in like an actual like structured narrative and so on and and it's like weird that's kind of fun to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't that, uh, I, that's where hmm. I stopped basically. I was too concerned with the minutiae of of working of, of like writing interesting prose and then i uh i realized oh, yeah, i don't the, like the thesaurus the, the syndrome where you're not, just like not so, yeah not you, so what? much that i i like poetry i i do poetry yeah um that so, I, don't, I don't mean necessarily uh, purple prose but just the fact where you're like i i can't say the same word again i have to <laughs> i have to i have to phrase it differently i'm kind of referring to the same the same thing again but i'm talking about but i'm but i have to mention what i'm talking about for the sentence to make sense but i also have to try to you make all the words of how i'm referring to it different or it's just the same fucking sense it's like <laughs> no not really that wasn't my issue my issue was just that like you can you can write all you want but if your story you know doesn't like if the story isn't good then then it doesn't matter uh yeah. and um and the di in the the sort of balancing act that you need to have as a writer i feel anyway between coming up with a good story and writing it properly is not something that i appreciate i like poetry better because it's very easy to get get an idea or get a feeling or a a moment and and then i just dwell Without on that a little like bit structure with... a whole thing yeah yeah so it's a lot easier to just express myself even though i i'm not necessarily a good writer but well, I legit like don't the get poetry. What? Like as a concept just like, or just you don't understand how to make good poetry? No, like I don't I don't like poetry. Oh, I okay. guess. Like I almost yeah, never like read poetry and I'm like, yeah, I get it. I this was great. I love how they phrased it that way and it wasn't annoying or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I uh it's mostly for songs as well, but yeah, I've got the stupid brain recommendation. I've got the stupid brain for poetry where it's like I I like the poetry that just looks like song lyrics. <laughs> where it's just <laughs> it's basically just saying something while rhyming. But there's other uh, yeah, ones where yeah. it's like it's like, oh, That's it's good. The, the format's nuts and like they did something with like the oh the prose, each line is different lengths for reasons and it totally makes a point and but like it doesn't rhyme, it doesn't like do anything that I identify as poetry and it's just like just kind of saying something but in structured in a strange way that i don't get the point of and then being vague yeah. and then i'm like i i can try to guess what you were going for but like that's some investment that you're gambling on that i don't necessarily have <laughs> yeah i get the impression that the sort of po poetry it's not first off it's not something that i am very used to reading but uh, i get the impression that the that that gamble that that sort of interaction with the reader is a fundamental part of 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 enjoying it because it's going to be different from people to people the way you the way you read 
poetry. Not, they're not, I'm not saying read out loud. I mean, as you read like a weirdly structured paragraph, you're going to hang on to certain things more than others. And maybe a single line alone just sums it up for you. Or maybe it's the, the cadence of certain verbs or whatever. And yeah, uh, yeah it's poetry uh, can I, sound I, better when someone who really, really, really cares about it is reading it out loud. Like a was it John Green will bring up uh, a poem on their podcast and so on, and he's obviously fixated on some of that stuff, and that's like it makes it a better experience. But like I have like Bo Burnham's poem book, and it's like there was like a couple that was like, oh, that was interesting or that was cool, or and then but then like I've literally had it for years, like since before I moved here, and I still haven't gotten like past the halfway point of it. <laughs> like it's just sitting there with a bookmark wedged in it, waiting for me to come back. Will you yeah, come back, Keith? It's well, it's hard. It I I get it. It's hard to. It, it's something you kind of want to read, you know. Like it's either you're you're invested in. You're invested in like the 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 way that it tells its story, um, like the vehicle in which it tells it in, or you're not. And if you're not, then you know, it's just how it is. You just have to. I I don't know. It just it is what it is. It's it's weird to like. It's weird to describe the appeal of poetry. You either like understand and like it, or you don't. And it is one of those like, like short stories. Like I know uh, there's a lot of authors that did like in the newspaper. They just wrote a quick story that was a paragraph, um, or like the two sentence horror on Reddit, where like mm-hmm. there's a particular there's like a particular way to tell a story. And if you like that way, you may see what is appealing about it. Um, it's but it's very hard funny to, put to me in... that my only yeah. exposure to that subreddit is the Twitter account making fun of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't even follow. It just keeps showing them to me. Yeah, it just shows up because it gets a lot. It, it does numbers. Um, <laughs> I thought uh, I was tisk. I thought I, I, I thought I had a big dick. And then I saw the big dick ghost or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's, just baffling wait. weird shit. <laughs> like, what? Somebody, yeah. Somebody just posted wow. that on purpose. Yeah. It all yep, it all yep. reads like film cow jokes. That's I mean, that's the thing, obviously. <laughs> you know, it's the it it's more supposed to be joke than it is uh for straight. Yeah, like no one goes into two sentence horror and goes like, oh man, I'm actually gonna be scared. It's always like this goofy, <laughs> like goofy feeling where someone, you know, someone like walked into a store let out a fart and like yeah <laughs> all right i i guess i could be scary i <laughs> i don't i don't see where you're coming from here necessarily but uh, i'll give you a shot the um but yeah no it's uh poetry's like that poetry is a is very much a you either really like and understand the vehicle at which a story's told to you or you don't really care and it's fine it's not the poetry's usually not offensive to anybody um <laughs> Because its entire nature is just being too fancy, um, but <laughs> poetry's always too just fancy. Being it's too like fancy. Trying, yeah. it, it is. It always feels like someone's trying to tell you something without just straight telling you. It always has to be like too elegantly explained, where it's like you know, I, like she bequeathed me a fortune, and it's like you're just telling me that she gave you a kiss. I don't really need all this. Like, why? Why are you? Let's let's get to the point here. Chop chop. Like, come on, give me two sentence, two sentence romance stories. All right. I don't need your whole six stanza poetry. It's too much. 
Um, I was alone and then hug. There we go. That's kind of why, like, I really, I, that's why I like haikus almost more than I like poetry sometimes, because haikus have to be short because they have weird limitations on them. So I, I appreciate that, like, haikus can't tell you uh, a four page story. It has to just be like river mm -hmm. flowed short, mountain big tall, the end. And you have to just go, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, you don't have, you don't have to worry about parsing through a lot of, uh, uh, like a you know like a uh what is a thesaurus and trying to figure out what synonyms people are using to try to describe something stupid you just get to... jokes on you my haiku has weird words why would you do that no your haiku should always have <laughs> very obvious and easy to understand words they'll make it more does difficult. it work does it work better in <laughs> japanese haikus well, well yeah of course it does it, that's why it was built that way uh yeah it was it was it was made to take advantage of their their language, which you can fit a lot more words into. Yeah, no, haikus like, seem genuinely awful in English. Yeah, yeah, haikus are very awful to make in English. You you find yourself struggling really hard to try and cram uh, a sentence into that many syllables when, like, yeah, Japanese gets to just kind of, like, shrug a lot of that. Um, they get to... Cause, a lot of their like their benefit is that their words or their words can also have longer meanings depending on what is next to it too. So you mm -hmm. can take a like a two syllable word and that could mean something a lot more when you put another syllable word next to it. Whereas English isn't as similar where if you put like cow, it doesn't change into something else when you put like patty next to it. If that makes sense. Like, it doesn't go from, like, cow patty to, like, mountain range. Like, that's how Japanese can work sometimes, where you can take two innocuous words, put them next to each other, and suddenly it's, like, half a sentence now, and you're like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Oh, my God. Like, yeah, you're like, oh. Um, which is was never worn. <laughs> great. Nothing, nothing's better than, like, <laughs> nothing's better for a first-time learner than trying to understand, like, no, you actually can't say those two very obvious words next to each other because they mean something else. You're like, but that's what I'm trying to say. And you're like, yeah, there's a whole word for that. It's like, why did <laughs> so you do that? So you can that? avoid saying that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> can't I just put these two words? It's like, I have the Germanic problem where it's like, I just want to shove yeah. these words together. It's fine, right? And it's like, no, there's an elegance here. And it's like, no, I'm American. No elegance. Only cheeseburger. <laughs> like... <laughs> God, I am I am having fun reading these in the fucking film cow voice. Like from Meanwhile in the Ghost House. <laughs> <laughs> One day I was walking down the street and someone started to chase me. He said, I wanna kidnap you. <laughs> Massaging my boyfriend's back, I can slowly feel the tension leaving his muscles. Now all that's left is to season it and put it in the oven. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that's funny. I like that one. <laughs> this fucking this fucking Reddit. I like that uh, one. That was good. Yeah, that that's, was one from a, the, the from Bad Sentence Horror account and one from the actual front page of the yeah. Reddit. <laughs> that's that's the thing, I, is like it, some of them some of them are pretty I, I do like hats off. Some of them are pretty good. Uh they did take some thought. But there's obviously like I don't know, the majority of them are very just silly. Very stuff I would laugh out loud if someone said in real life to me but i uh, no, i it's uh, oh sorry go ahead 
it seems to be very much like the setup and punchline sort of if it you know it's two sentences of course yeah it's be set up the second punchline. sentence is always supposed to subvert or pervert or something the first sentence mm -hmm. like oh my god that's what's happening what a reveal not much to go outside of the box on that That's always yeah, like, no, how it's... is this a bad thing? <laughs> it's always that's always what it is. It's the first sentence is bad because second sentence. Yep. yep. I had a cake. Everyone. It was bad. Ta ta ta. Damn. Brutal. But why? <laughs> Horror. It's cake. Yeah. <laughs> uh... it, it was. That is. Oh, obviously it was cake trying to do a cover of War Pigs. That's why. <laughs> It was a. <laughs> it was truly a beautiful cake. Too bad it contained the birthday boy. <laughs> That's the entire subreddit. <laughs> I did it. You did it. I love you. You did it. Great. Uh, goofy nonsense. That is very. Right. That is very. Uh, High goofy nonsense. The, yeah, that's the but yeah, that's that's the premise. That's the general premise of uh of those two sentence horror things. But but yeah. What are you gonna say? Wrapping it up. Did someone Taking say something? Out? No, no, I Tuna? was you were you sounded like you were gonna start you were gonna you were about to start something. Oh, you starting? Okay. You starting? In any case, uh, I have no I was, idea what I did. I, we probably I get, should wrap uh, up, but yeah. I, I do get the premise. I do spend a lot of time trying to write fiction lately, um, but I've been focused a lot more heavily on world development rather than actual context, because um, I feel like that's the hardest struggle is is creating a place people can give a shit about, but not overcomplicating it. So you have like, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of anime that spends way too much time talking about it's uh talking about itself and not a whole whole lot of time giving me reason to care about it like i you know oh, you yeah. can tell like final fantasy is a good example you can tell me all about the fucking shika shikas and how they fought the jirjirs and the war turned shika into this shikas. it's like final fantasy makes up like shitty vowel names or something and then comes up with like an even shittier vowel name and is like okay and these two don't like each other but these vowel names really love each other and they fought over this noun and like it's just it's so much and then they go like okay now here's your story you're playing the protagonist who is a nobody and you're like well then why did i learn about these people and it's like oh well you're gonna get in knee deep into the uh mm -hmm. into the exciting the lore. lore of uh of whatever these two nations are and it's like Okay, like, well, that was like literally all 14 was. 14 was just about like the Fauci, the foul, the Fauci, the Fauci, the Fauci, like what? 13. And I was like, what? I don't, why do I care about the Fauci? And it's like, because the Fauci do Fauci things. I'm like, I don't. I mean, 13 okay. was fucking a game just <sighs> tripping and falling directly on its face where it was like not really establishing characters well enough for you to care at the beginning, but it was just dumping jargon on you. But it also wasn't explaining any of that jargon. 
and it was relying on you to, for some reason, choose to pause the game to read the codex to find out what any of the words they were even saying meant, because they said a bunch of weird, similar-sounding words like Fausty and Lissy and Seeth over yeah. and over again without saying what any of them meant, and the entire story that happens during the bombastic, oh, breakneck opening completely depended on you understanding any of those words. So you're, it's like, oh, we're just going to go. We're going to have a fucking cold open. Shit just starts fucking happening. She's fighting on a train. This whole place is exploding. That person's kid's in trouble. Her daughter's a, her, her sister's a crystal now. Just all that shit just happens so rapid fire at the beginning. There's a war happening. That guy, that person's mom dies and now he's mad. Uh, Snow is stupid. <laughs> Snow Aww. is just very stupid. Uh, and like, it just goes ra so rapidly, but you don't understand what the fuck is happening the whole time. So it's not an effective opening at all. But then you have the opposite also, where it's like in Kingdoms of Amalur, they're like, what are characters? I don't know what a character is. I'm just going to tell you lore for seven hours. <laughs> I'm just going to keep explaining this world at you. Everyone you talk to, ten minutes later, you'll never see them again. No one matters. Every single face you see is completely disposable and interchangeable. You'll never be able to tell these 75 different fucking fae characters from each other. And you won't have to, because we forget about them the moment we stop talking about them. And by we, I mean the writers. <laughs> It's a fucking nightmare, and it's like, yeah. and then you, and then you look at the lore, and it doesn't fit together well. It's why I make the point of like this game needed party members because party members are the whole point is to be a series of characters that you care about, and they develop over the course of the narrative, and they react to not only your actions but the events of the story and each other, which contextualizes all of them in the narrative, but also contextualizes the world because this diverse series of characters all have hooks into different parts of the world and its narrative and are invested with different factions or races and things and so you have emotional dramatic reasons to care about what's happening because it affects the stakes for all the individual characters and like then so many games don't fucking get that and amalur just literally only has like two characters that are kind of main characters and even they only show up like five times in the entire main story and never and mostly don't go anywhere it's such a just a wet fart of a story <laughs> gross yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah so that's that's the problem i've had is i i've spent a lot of time uh developing the the world that it all takes place in and trying not to make it like complicated convoluted or at worst boring yeah. And then also from there, like just focusing out on building out, because I obviously the only thing I know the most about is fucking shonen. So like the idea is trying to like take elements of that and creating it into a, uh, a basically not making bleach again, because um, no one should ever do that, and mm -hmm. uh, and just trying to like create a what would be interesting, you know, for people. What would be what is the most interesting uh form of interaction between characters uh with conflicts with each other and it's obviously like you don't want to talk anything out because talking out is like the worst way to solve any problem um it always has to be violence and so <laughs> just like trying to figure out how to do violent negotiations how i tell um, a story through fight scenes well yeah like that's the thing is like all all anime is just about two characters like trying to negotiate a peace deal between each other and their shitty ideals and the only way they can do it is by like punching each other until one of them goes like, fuck, man. All right. You made a good point. Like that's the that's like the entire basis of every shonen anime. But. Uh, but I would like should to we take uh, writing. Should we like try taking writing prompts from the audience? 
Sure. If, you, if, if the audience has writing prompts, I'd be happy to do like a podcast short story and just come up with like a, <laughs> a paragraph short story about a prompt. Oh, a paragraph be, or two paragraphs. I don't care. I don't know what a short story counts as. What is a short story? <laughs> uh, I was thinking like, short, like two to four thousand words. <laughs> short story. Yeah, length. I, oh my god, short story length is seven thousand five hundred words. Okay, never mind. What is a what is a micro yeah. story length? Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking like two words? to four thousand. A little too much. <laughs> like I'm a little post. chunk. Two 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 paragraphs is strange <laughs> i thought two paragraphs yeah. is like about three thousand words so that's that's my oh what i maybe i write paragraphs that are too long then all right that that's a good <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good way to out shit. yourself like <laughs> my paragraphs are like four to six sentences maybe I, you know what I think it was? I think it was because in school I used to have the the requirement of either like one page or it's like one page um, and a minimum of like two paragraphs. And so I was like, oh, OK, so I'll just make two paragraphs to take up a whole page. <laughs> and that was just like the idea. Yeah. Um, Do you want to participate, Colonel? Is this, a, is this an sure. idea? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you made it this far in the podcast, uh, <laughs> write a one sentence premise <laughs> and maybe we'll each pick one from the like the list that people send in that'd be fun and maybe that'll be like i don't know we'll probably just write them and then voice our own things and then i'll combine them into an episode or something at some mm-hmm. point yeah, That's yeah that sounds really good. either way into each other's here and oh. we're going we were and we're even going for a bit and and we all know that the podcast only goes on until keith gets food <laughs> yeah well actually it got here 20 minutes ago <laughs> Uh, oh. I've, I've let it go oh, we went way over sorry guys yeah my uh <laughs> and we've almost been podcasting for as long as i slept last night so it's time to stop <laughs> Jeez. <and> go ahead <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, uh good at least i usually food. sleep after the diet where i don't sleep because i didn't sleep <laughs> it's helpful That's in that fair. way yeah everybody <laughs> <laughs> good, good night